93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, May 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An investigation is underway in Norristown after police responded to a fight involving more than 50 kids at a church carnival. Dozens of people showed up to a forum on Sunday with Norristown Police Department Chief Mark Talbot. Talbot said an investigation is underway to see if the actions of the officers involved were justified. Talbot says the incident started as a fight between some of the kids at the St. Francis Carnival on Saturday around 8.30. Some of them were juveniles uh, and they said that they were being aggressive and his officers had to ask for backup from other departments because Mm. of it. Cell phone video shows dozens of juveniles involved in the brawl. At one point, the video shows an officer pulling out what appears to be pepper spray, but it doesn't look like he actually uses it. Uh, Punches are thrown by both the juveniles and officers. Video also shows one girl that's being held in a chokehold by an officer. They say it was a rumble between the Methodists and the Lutherans. No, no. You know, you get those two together Carnage. Talbot wouldn't say how many people were taken into custody or comment on any injuries. He said the officers had to call for backup from other departments and said it will take some time to sort out the details uh, and see if the officers' actions were justified. Norristown police would like to speak to any witnesses who may have any info about what happened that night. Press, you ever, not you personally, because I know you haven't, uh, but was there any rumbles with your rival high schools? I mean, yeah, there were, the, I remember partic- in particular, yeah, there was like one night we were all gonna, yeah, you know, we went to Parkway Central and the, <laughs> and the Parkway down. South. We're gonna rumble tonight. We're gonna go kick the ass of the people from Parkway South. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, well, you went down there snapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we started our songs and everything. And when do you start your elaborate pre fight dance? Well, that's, that's right before, just to get you hyped up. But it, they never happen. No, never it always really peters out because yeah. some, is, you know, less people but, show up. I remember getting caught up in the crowd mentality when when that sure. was going to happen because we were all like congregating and everybody was getting all fired up and yeah. you know you feel invincible I guess and tough yeah, and, bam, and when bam, you're not bam. really yeah absolutely but anyway this is like the second carnival brawl this year yeah, yeah, yeah first one. I remember the one in Aston and one in Aston where they they, they, they shut they it down shut the whole thing down they're like okay you know what we're not going to do this anymore <laughs> yeah it's it's not good I used to go for cotton candy yeah. I mean, it wasn't the, the rumble that I was interested in but it, is, the, it seems to be normal we're looking at the video though here and it looks pretty bad I mean yeah they had a call for backup people throwing punches left and right it was like a, like a small riot yeah. yeah it's supposed to be a place of fun and happiness. Right? Just have fun at a carnival. I don't know, man. The last one I went to at the the Harley Harleysville JC's uh, fair, kids button in line, pissing me off. Really? Man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there needs to be. Watching my kids and all these other kids were getting in front of them, and I was so getting a little that, angry. And then your kids don't say anything, and you're like, yeah. I, I know, go right? Say something so bad. Parents don't say anything. Know. You know how when you go skydiving, they make you watch a film. Perhaps they have to do yeah. that <laughs> when you go to the carnival. How to stand in to line to maximize your enjoyment of today's carnival. Get in the back of the line. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Police said a five-year-old child and a 67-year-old woman were shot during a family block party in Chester on Saturday evening. It happened at 5 o'clock during a Mother's Day party at 3rd and Lloyd Streets. Witnesses at the party said one person who was not attending the party ran up and opened fire, sending partygoers running for cover. They said the block was full of at least two dozen people at the time of the shooting. Uh, kids were playing in the street when the gunman appeared. The woman shot, uh, who was shot, she was shot in the arm and the child was shot in the leg. Police used a tourniquet on the child as they rushed her to the hospital. Both victims were taken to Crozier Chester Medical Center, and they are listed in good condition. There are no arrests in the shooting yet, but police are working on releasing a description of the shooter. 
The world's new record holder for the most expensive cup of coffee will soon be available at one roasting company in San Francisco. Clatch Coffee Roasters has one location in the Bay Area and several locations in Southern California. Together, uh, they're splitting 10 pounds of super-exclusive Elita Geisha 803, which costs $803 a pound wholesale. Whoa! So after roasting, it's closer to uh, $1,200 a pound. So what's it on a per-cup basis? Uh, I don't know what what they'll charge per cup. But um, the co-owner of Clatch's Northern uh, California location, Bo Fiera, uh, he says that you can you could see the excitement on his face as he was describing the exclusivity and the quality of the coffee. It's a oh, unique yeah. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a unique coffee that comes from Panama. It's by far better than any other coffee you hear uh, about that comes from animals. So, yes, it's basically oh, it's pooped poop- out. It's, it's one of those. It's like, uh, well, Yes. Kopi Luwak, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But Kopi Luwak is the one that, that you've heard about for years. So there's another one. Okay. So I got this you. supposedly, yes, uh, even oh more rare God. and, uh, according to him, <laughs> delicious. Shut up. The Elita Geisha 803 was auctioned off to buyers all over the world. Out of the available 100 pounds, Clatch Roasters owns only 10 pounds in the entire United States. That's about 80 cups of coffee for the entire country. What the- Split between San Francisco and L.A. Uh, it's so exclusive. Even the baristas who they say uh, trained for 406 hours to work at Clatch uh, want to be extra careful when preparing the coffee. I think there's a level of pomposity here, and I think they're going to... Oh, yes, that's an $800 cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I can tell the difference. I do kind of want to taste it, though. Well, I mean, yeah. Come on. No, I mean, if but the animal went to all the trouble of crapping it out, the yeah. least you can do is eat it. It'll probably taste... <laughs> Like Disgusting. strong, nasty <laughs> yeah. coffee. You tastes know? like an ass. It tastes, this tastes like a monkey ass. Yeah. <laughs> you, did, I'm sorry. Did you indicate how many ounces the cup of coffee is? Uh, I don't know. They just said that they have 10 pounds of it, and it'll be um, so. There's only 80 cups. Uh, but pe- pe- people will flock. They, uh, they, you know, obviously, you, clearly, as you're saying, there are people who are insane for it. So. Somebody texted and said they're they're looking at seventy five dollars a cup uh, of coffee. Okay, seventy five. Can you believe a cup that? Of coffee. $75. So why you can get a decent cup of coffee for $12. <laughs> <laughs> well, they yeah. so so in this same article it said the average cup of coffee ranges from 4 to $12 a cup. That's true. Remember <laughs> how ridiculous that used to sound? Oh my god. Yeah. There's coffee no was way. 25 cents, you know, right. or maybe 50 cents or something like that. Oh yeah. Before uh designer coffees. What costs $12 though? Oh, I don't know. I think the handy you get with the coffee. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's pretty All expensive. All right, which, which handy you want with you, sweet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, most expensive cup of coffee, $75. You know, if you go to Dunkin' today, just get yourself yeah. a delicious cup of coffee for yeah. not even close to that. Less than $2. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers' season is over after a heartbreaking loss in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Kawhi Leonard sunk the game-winning shot that bounced on the rim four times before eventually falling in to give the Raptors a 92-90 win. The Raptors move on to the finals against the Milwaukee Bucks. Their first game is on Wednesday. Now, the Sixers' future remains unknown as Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler move into free agency. 25-year-old rookie pitcher Cole Irving allowed five hits in seven innings as the Phillies beat the Royals 6-1 in yesterday's Mother's Day game. 
Phillies play the Brewers, uh, the Brewers, not Brewers, uh, Brewers tonight at Citizens Bank Park. Aaron Nola gets the start in game time is at 7.05. In the NHL, the Boston Bruins beat the Carolina Hurricanes 6-2 to take a 2-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. And in the Western Conference, the San Jose Sharks host the St. Louis Blues in game two tonight. The Sharks lead that series by one game. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome back from the weekend, everybody. Do we have a Rocky with our weather report? No, 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 no. You got to keep it. What do you got to do here? So well, Casey yeah. is trying to do a, a new uh, system playing a piece of audio. Okay. Straight from the web. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's hear what it says. Uh, oh, my God. You got it, bro. Yeah. We got it, man. You got it, roast oh. beef. Yeah. My <laughs> <Lyle> stink. <laughs> this is weather. That's right. right. It stinks. Yeah. It's not happening. It's sick. It just sucks. Why am I prime, Nick? He's this prime. Yeah, it's prime. I ain't had no prime. I ain't had nothing. Yeah. Nothing. That's how bad the weather is. Things he stinks. Wasn't that good as other? It's inclement. It's out there. It's moist. It's rainy. It's cloudy. It stinks. Barometric pressure's all over the place. Can't even get a good reading. Temperatures up and down. Celsius, Fahrenheit, Kelvin. I don't know. It stinks. Did you use the thing you spin around? Yeah, is the... that the sling psychrometer? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know it. <laughs> Absolutely. Weather balloon won't go up. It stinks! By the way, 6ABC spent yeah. a lot of time with that weather balloon last week. Did you see that? It was a lot. It was a yeah. lot they, they spent time. less time on shuttle launches. I know, I know. Uh, no. But it does piss me off that yeah. they did have a degree of success. Well, we didn't with the blow-up sex doll. Multiple times. Multiple times. Failed miserably. And then That's you right. see elementary schools pull it off effortlessly. That's why we gave it up. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of schools, ladies and gentlemen, we begin right now at this very moment, the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year competition. Yeah! We're doing it again. I love this. We've done this uh, several years in a row. Do I have official information, Casey? Uh, yes, yeah, right here. Right what is that, Chinese that, takeout there? I just want to make sure that, well, yeah, actually, instead of using a jar, uh, Marissa has taken all the names of the schools and she's put them into a gigantic uh, Preston and Steve Chinese takeout box. Love it. Uh, it's a little easier to reach yeah. into. Sometimes the, the jar is hard to get your hand in there. Yeah. We had a big mason jar. Uh, but uh, each teacher is going to get the official presidency of Coolest Teacher coffee mug and a $50 whatacrockmeals.com gift card. So, and we like, took the extra step to sort of um, ask you to nominate your school for possible selection. Yeah, it was Marissa's idea. So uh, we did that. And thank you to all these submissions. We have uh, well over 150 that, uh, that are in here. So we're going to choose them each morning. For the next few weeks, we are going to draw a name, and then we are going to enable voting for you to tell us about uh, who you think the coolest teacher of the year has been. And we do high schools because we know the entire student body should be able to vote on their own. Most, you know, have cell phones. Of, yes, that yeah, age, yeah, yeah. And so that's why we do that. But this is, of course, an appreciation of all teachers, whether it be uh, grade school, middle school, you know, college, anybody, professors. So uh, let's do this. Uh, I'll, I'll choose. Yes. I've got the container Ooh. here. And we'll draw the first school, and I will tell you how you need to vote. So our first school chosen. What do you say? Yeah. To determine who the uh, coolest teacher of the year has been is Marion Mercy Academy. Marion Mercer Academy. Yep, Mercy Academy. Marion Mercy Academy. Right down the street, man. All right, so you guys get to vote. And Marissa. How are we doing the voting? Please tell me. We're going to do it in the past. What you're going to do is you're going to text the word teacher with a space and then your teacher's name to 39333. So it's teacher, a space, 
your teacher's name to 39333. All right, so make sure that everybody is aware of how you do that. If you're going to tell people to vote, make sure that that is exactly how you do it. So you need to do uh, send the word teacher followed by the teacher's name, a space, uh, after you write the word teacher to 39333. That's going to funnel it into a, um, a folder for us, and it will be easier for us to uh, reconcile all that and compile everything. So... Uh, we give you roughly 24 hours to do it. We'll wrap it up just before we get on the show tomorrow, and then we'll reveal who the winner is, and then we'll pick another school, and then we'll uh, make our choices. So let them know in the front office if you go to Marion Mercer Academy uh, to uh, make announcements, let people know, and make sure that they do know uh, the way. Marissa, is that posted anywhere on our website? Yes, it is. It's right on WMMR.com, com, and we'll share it on all of our socials so you guys can share it. Tell your fellow students. Awesome. And it shows you how to do it properly, right? We got the space and everything. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we're underway. Yes. I, I love, love this. All and right. last week was a Teacher Appreciation Week. Yeah, so we got started on time. Perfect timing. All right. So with that, we are going to take a quick break. Come back in a second. And uh, we'll do the entertainment report. Got some stories to share with you and some giveaways. Uh, stupid question. And I'll tell you about the Word of the Week prize. We'll get to that in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. MMR's official opening of Diamond Jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Jersey. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we got a stupid question for you and a pair of tickets for the Game of Thrones live concert experience, which is going to be September 12th at the Man. And the question I have for you this morning, courtesy of listener Mike Diggin, who sent this in, it's a good one. Uh, He said, uh, what is the full name of the Pringles mascot? Huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I looked it up and it is correct. I didn't even know they had a mascot. Yeah, you know the guy's face with the big mustache? I guess so. Yeah. Pringles, yeah. All right. 215-263-WMMR. What is the full name of the Pringles mascot? Call now, and uh, we'll see if we can get it correct. Birthdays today being 13th include Robert Pattinson, and he is 32 years old today. The great uh, miss on that years ago. Oh, man. We're going to be reminded of this every May 13th. Before the Twilight <laughs> series was starting. Listen, you didn't know, but uh, there was an offer to have him come into the studio. Yeah. But uh, this was before the buzz started for the movies. Now I'm a little gun shy. So yeah, every right? single tween <laughs> movie star, I'm like, yeah, yeah come on in. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, let's have him in. yeah absolutely. You know, he's actually a pretty good, um, a pretty good actor that, uh, what is it, uh, Water for Elephants? Yeah. He was really good in it. He hasn't done anything that I'm... No, not a lot. 32 today. Uh, Lena Dunham, actress, writer, director, girls. Uh, she is uh, 33 years old today. Uh, Darius Rucker, who is the former lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish, although they are touring this year. Back together. And, uh, you know, say whatever you like. I like that band. I, I yeah. always did. Kind of, it was very poppy. Up, fun music, and was beaten to death I by radio and video. But I just thought it was pleasant, and that's all there is to it. So and critics dumped all over him. I'm like, of course. Oh, well, what's what's wrong with this? I don't care for them at all. Really? I, yeah, and I just don't understand why. Like, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish gets a pass, but Nickelback is savaged by everyone. Wait, no, wait, just, no. What do you mean they get a pass? Dude? Well, just, they were destroyed. Yeah, they, really? had, they were they were incredibly successful. Yeah. but they were 
beat to critics death hated him. by critics. Oh. oh yeah, and it was it was considered not cool to like Hootie and the Blowfish. It was very cheese ball. Really? I like oh Hootie. yeah, 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 me too. That's the thing. I think it's super. I'm a hoot tight. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, it's yeah. all right. But I mean, they they, they didn't, should be they were really giving a pass. <laughs> I, but I like Nickelback. I just learned this year that he's a huge Miami Dolphins fan. Like, has a tattoo on his stomach. So oh when yeah. He says the Dolphins made, made me cry. cry. Yeah, you we just learned that. On, yeah. Oh, maybe I just learned it on the show. You learned ago. it on this show. <laughs> uh, he's 53. Stephen Colbert is uh, 55 years old today. His show is consistently number one in the late time wars. When it wasn't the case initially, but it flipped over. Uh, big one for Harvey Keitel, man. He turns eighty years <laughs> old today. Oh. No, I didn't know that he was eighty. That he was up there in that number. But uh, great actor, uh, so many great movies over the years. First time I saw him was in a movie called Mean Streets with De Niro, yeah. uh, one of Scorsese's earliest efforts. Really great movie. Uh, then we have uh, Dennis Rodman celebrating his birthday today. Uh, he is 58 years old. Don't know what his current status is. He's actually been accused of uh, shoplifting from a Re- yoga studio. Really? Yes. Uh, what? Dennis Rodman. Oh. Uh, yeah, if you go to TMZ, in fact, they're following up on this because he might have done it again. He and a few other people. Really? It's like a high-end, hot what? yoga uh, uh, place in L.A., and he, apparently he's robbed it twice. What is he taking? Clothing and, like, jewelry and stuff. That's So they have... Listen, oh there's no way it can't be him. Who else looks like him, you know? Mm. But, uh, yeah, so that's currently in his roster right now. Wow. And being friends with uh, Kim Jong-un. He's uh, 58 today. The great talent, Stevie Wonder. Uh, turns uh, 69 years old. Yeah, one one of the most talented musicians, period. Natural talent. All right, I have to ask. When he blows out the cake, do they point his head for him? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Or he puts his hand over to feel where the heat is. Yes, I just have to ask. And uh, then he can figure out where the, uh, the candles are. Was so, he born blind? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about a nuclear reactor of talent... I, I just and you see footage of him at like twelve years old, yeah. thirteen years old. Astonishing! I, it com- he's just a um, a genius. I, I forgot which album or, or song or reward it was uh, that Paul Simon was had won at the Grammys. But one of the first things he said was, "I want to thank Stevie Wonder for not putting an album out this year." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so sixty nine years old today. Uh, another musician, Buckethead. Buckethead. Uh, his real name is Brian Carroll. Played with Guns N' Roses as well as other groups. Say so he is fifty one today. Saw so a picture of him with uh, Mrs. Buckethead from Mother's Aww. Day, and Mrs. it was Buck- just lovely. Aww. All right, well, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What is the full name of the Pringles mascot? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And we are going to go to, uh, let's go to Christine. Hi, Christine. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Christine. What is the full name of the Pringles mascot, please? Julius Pringles. Yeah, Julius Pringles. Julius Pringles. Hang on a second. Huh. Christine, we are going to give you a pair of tickets for Game of Thrones live concert experience September 12th at the Man and music by Raymond Jawadi. 
Uh, tickets are on sale uh, today, actually, and it starts at uh, 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster.com, so go get them. we got a lot of stuff to get to, so I'm going to zip right through this. Um, Avengers Endgame was number one at the box office once again. Took in $63 million. That brings its total uh, to $2.5 billion, uh, putting it within striking distance of Avatar's $2.9 billion. Most likely it'll yeah. surpass that. Then you had uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, followed by The Hustle, The Intruder, The Long Shot, or just Long Shot, Palms, Ugly Dolls, number eight was Breakthrough, followed by Tolkien, and number ten, rounding out the box office, was Captain Marvel. Uh, We're going to start with Kim uh, and Kanye. They announced on Twitter Friday uh, that uh, they welcomed their fourth child via surrogate. I had no idea this was uh, in the works. Did you know this was going on? Yeah, I knew that they were... Expecting okay because yeah. so is this the second surrogate? This, this is the, the second, second surrogate. surrogate. Okay. Correct. She yeah. had two, that, and they were both very difficult births, and she had a lot of medical issues, and that's why they went the surrogate route. Yep. And uh, the tweet was simple. It just read, "He's here, and he's perfect." Uh, Kim and Kanye confirmed in January that they would be welcoming their fourth child together and their second via surrogate. Uh, they were hoping to work with the same surrogate mom, but she was reportedly pregnant with her own child. What? They- the baby joined Chicago, North, and Saint. Uh, she has not yet shared their son's name. Uh, this waist thing on her is ridiculous. We're, Marissa's pulling up pictures on Instagram of And her. this sexy dress is the baby shower. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the she also addressed the minor scandal over her teeny tiny waist. Uh, fans suspected she had a rib removed on Instagram, and she explained that in addition to wearing a corset to train her waist. What? She received corset breathing lessons oh, from the acclaimed French couturier, or, uh, couturier uh, Mr. Pearl. Mr. Pearl. To prepare. And he gave her uh, breathing lessons. It's going to make lessons. your waist so super tiny, it's going to make people sick. Yeah, so he he actually taught her to breathe properly while wearing this. Well, because it's hard to breathe when it's you're tied be. in like that. You're completely it's compacted. squeezing your diaphragm. Yeah. There has to be medical aspects to this that are not good for you. To, to bind yourself They're, up like that. I'll wear tight quite, clothes and like I can't wait to get home and get them off because they hurt. I got to believe the same thing, Steve. That can't be good to your internal organs. Right? Squishing them together like that, but got to turn it into hamburger meat. Well, she if she ends up see if she ends up paying the price later on. Uh, many fans were perplexed when Constance Wu uh, set out a series Woo! of angry, emotional tweets following the news of her ABC hit comedy Fresh Off the Boat that it got renewed. Uh, you would think that'd be great yes, news, but right? yet she seemed pissed off. Yeah, the 37 year old Crazy Rich Asians star tweeted, "So upset right now that I am literally crying." Ugh. And uh, she followed, it was followed by expletives on social media commenters called her out after she reportedly uh, also posted dislike under a post about how the show was returning for another season. Later, she attempted to clarify her tweet, saying that it was unrelated to the show's renewal. She said, y'all are making a lot of assumptions. I knew we all were doing that. About what I'm saying. And no, it's not what it's about. It No, it's not <laughs> what, uh. this, what <laughs> this is about. Stop assuming. Wu didn't delete her earlier tweets and defended them by saying that they were, quote, on the heels of a rough day and were ill-timed with the news of the show. She said, please know I am so grateful to be on FOTB, the renewal, and I love the cast and crew. I am proud to be a part of it. When the criticism didn't relent on Saturday, she issued another series of tweet statements. Uh, and she wrote, these words are my truth. I hope you hear them. And then she attached a screenshot of a longer statement. So this is what it said, and this is All the right. reason behind this. I love FOTB. I was temporarily upset yesterday, not because I hate the show, 
but because it's renewal meant that I had to give up another project that I was really passionate about. So my dismayed social media replies were more about that other project and not about uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Which she probably should have clarified that at first. I think that would have been the wise way to go. Other than no, be, it clearly pe- seemed as if she was pissed off the show is renewed. Yeah. How, how are people supposed to interpret that? They yeah. don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So. Shut up, Wu. Uh, Wu also acknowledged that her previous statements were insensitive and that it's a huge privilege that I even have options, she said. Options that Fresh Off the Boat has afforded me. Uh, but if one doesn't uh, have privilege... Mm-hmm. Privilege. Not uh, everyone can be on Fresh Off the Boat. They ought to use that privilege as best they can. Uh, for me, that means pushing myself artistically. Woo! So that's Miss Woo. Woo! So, yeah. Um, actress and former model Peggy Lipton, who rose to star stardom in the uh, late 1960s uh, on the counterculture police series The Mod Squad and later starred on uh, TV's Twin Peaks, has passed away. I loved her, man. Yeah. She was a, a gorgeous woman, and uh, I remember all the way back on the original Mod Squad, and uh, she would always pop up. Uh, she was on an episode of Wings as a hot teacher, and uh, she was great. Yeah, her death from uh, cancer was announced Saturday by uh, Kidada and Rashida Jones, her daughters from a marriage, of course, to famed music producer Quincy Jones. Uh, they said in her statement, she made her journey peacefully with her daughters and nieces by her side. We feel so lucky for every moment that we spent with her. Uh, she started modeling at age 15, quickly found herself in demand. At 19, she made her television debut on the sitcom The John Forsyth Show, going on to make appearances on such series as Bewitched and the Alfred Hitchcock Hour and The Virginian. Uh, she had turned 21 when she rocketed to fame in 1968 as the street-smart flower child Julie Barnes, one of a trio of Los Angeles undercover hippie cops on the ABC prime, uh, crime series The Mod Squad. We need a squad of hippies. Uh, it was one of, the, uh, one of pop culture's first efforts to reckon seriously with the counterculture and one of the first TV shows to feature an interracial cast. Uh, the series, which co-starred Michael Cole and Clarence Williams III, dealt with issues such as domestic violence, abortion, police brutality, the Vietnam War, and drugs. It was, it was edgy. It was edgy time, for its yeah. time. Yeah, they, and they, they did that movie uh, with yep. uh, Claire Danes. Yep. And uh, who, Giovanni uh, Ribisi yeah, was yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, Omar Epps, I believe. Yeah, yep. Yep, you're correct. Uh, so over five seasons, the series earned Lipton one of uh, the It Girls of her time, four Emmy nominations, and a 1971 Golden Globe Award for her uh, best for best actress in a TV drama. Um, her role and later marriage to Quincy Jones, who is black, put Lipton in the center of the passions of a rest of America dealing with uh, racism, post World War II generation, who were breaking free from their parents. Uh, so she ended up going on to be in. Um, uh, uh, Twin Peaks. Yes. As well, she played Norma Jennings. I didn't watch Twin Peaks. Was that a main character? One of the main characters. Okay. Yeah. It was, the show was a very much an ensemble show. So you had like eight or nine main-ish characters. Right. Uh, the pair's daughters, uh, Kidada and Rashida Jones, of course, would become uh, actors and the latter gaining fame for The Office and Parks and Recreation, a lot of great movies as well. Uh, so and of course, that. we lost her son, Davy Jones, a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, sad news. Sad news. Yeah, uh, very sad. In recent years, uh, she <clears throat> continued to appear in occasional supporting roles in films such as When in Rome, and she's in A Dog's Purpose. I didn't know that. Uh, I've seen it. I just saw it. I will have to go back and see who she played in that movie. Does she play uh, the love interest? I don't know who she plays in that movie. She might. Yeah. And Dennis, I don't know if she's as old. How old was she, Press? I'm sorry. 72, I think. She could have been love interest to uh, 
Dennis Quaid. Yeah, definitely. Randy uh, Quaid wouldn't have worked as well in that movie. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Randy Quaid would have been the one running around chasing the first. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a Quaid's life. A Quaid's purpose. All right, so I'm bringing this up. a Because uh, Elon Musk is kind of a celeb, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a defamation case involving him, Tesla CEO Elon Musk, and a British cave diver is going to go to trial October 22nd. <laughs> Vernon Unsworth sued Musk for defamation last year after Musk repeatedly accused Unsworth of being a pedophile. And called him a pedo. Uh, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. A judge rejected Musk's claim that he wasn't making a real accusation in part because of a potentially damning email that Musk sent to BuzzFeed. Uh, a, the judge said a reasonable fact finder could easily conclude that Elon Musk's statements implied assertions of objective fact. Uh, Musk and Unsworth got into a brief feud last year following the rescue of a soccer team that was trapped in a cave in Thailand. Unsworth, who with the rescue uh, helped with the rescue operation, criticized Musk's dubious plan to save the team with a kid-sized submarine. Uh, and then Musk insulted Unsworth by calling him a pedo guy on Twitter. He doubled down on the insult by tweeting, bet you signed a dollar, it's true, and then elaborated even further in emails to BuzzFeed, flatly asserting that Unsworth had moved to Thailand for, quote, a child bride who was about 12 years old at the time. I don't know. Oh, I don't know why he got so fired up about all so this. So was any of that peripheral stuff rumors, or, or was he just pulling this completely out of his ass? I think he's just pulling it out of his ass, huh. man. Uh, Okay. Defamation law doesn't apply to opinions or derogatory hyperbole. The judge concluded that Musk's case would be stronger if he simply tweeted an insult, but Musk did not call Unsworth a pedo guy and leave it there, the judge said. Rather, he made made follow-up statements indicating that he believed his statements to be true, and that included the emails to BuzzFeed where Musk purported to convey actual facts and even suggested that the BuzzFeed reporter call people in Thailand to confirm his narrative. So I guess maybe he believed it or somebody said something to him about it, but they essentially found out that it's not true. By the way, this fight was going on initially as his kids were still trapped in the cave. Yes. So they're trying to figure out how to get him the hell out. All right. And uh, it was actually the diver guy who got him out. Well, it's going to court. There we go. We'll see how this goes. This whole pedo thing. Steve Harvey's daytime show, Steve, has been canceled. No! I know it's your jam. That's how I get my information every day. NBC pulled the plug on the show after picking up Kelly Clarkson's new talk show. Oh, Oh, what? And putting it into his slot. Yeah. Uh, the final show is taped Thursday, uh, Page Six reports. Uh, new episodes will air through June, So, with repeats airing until September. He owns the production on it. I guess he could take it and shop it around to other syndicators. But, uh, yeah, this Kelly Clarkson show, we'll see what this is about. I really don't care for Steve Harvey, but the guy can interview. He can conduct a show, absolutely. I'm curious what Kelly's... Uh, abilities will be in that uh, It's role. the same sort of feel-good. She's going squarely for the Yellen audience. Mm-hmm. So that's what she's going after. And Steve Harvey's show got a little bit more um, uh, Dr. Phil-ish okay. with uh, personal problems and issues like that. And that's okay. where he was focusing. Gotcha. You said Ellen audience. I heard Yellen audience. Okay. Yeah, because you said she's she's going for the Yellen audience. I'm like, who? And that confused is, you? Yeah, I was like, who the hell is Yellen? Mm. I uh, just wanted to clarify for everybody else. Mr. was confused this morning as his co-worker said, Ellen, he heard yelling. We go down to Jamie Kuczewski outside the Pentagon. Jim, what do you think the odds are someone to hear yelling when the other person had said Ellen? I think they're pretty good, Tom, actually. Uh, they both sound very similar except for the Y. Back to you. Thank you very much. We now resume the show. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I mean, honestly, when I heard yelling, in my mind I was like, 
oh, this is like the uh, like Jerry Springer, like oh no, like that when you. This just in, Casey Boy this morning doubled down on his claims that the confusion was prominent and true. That one could hear yelling when the word was Ellen. He stuck to his point and stayed with it through the remainder of the show. Not the remainder of the show. Okay, just the remainder of this segment. Yeah. Right? Well, not the remainder of the segment. How about right now? How about right now? <laughs> okay. On tonight's no. Dateline. But, uh, yeah. On Dateline tonight. Has anyone... It was a simple misunderstanding. <laughs> Has anyone now considered after going after the yelling audience? I mean, there might be a lot of people out there who are yelling right now. Yes. And, yeah. and we don't even know. They're in their car. They're yelling, yelling. yelling at the radio. For us to stop. Look at the text board. Everybody. Literally everybody okay. heard yelling. He's, he's not yeah. kidding. There are, there are a lot of uh, a yeah. lot of texts coming in saying they heard yelling. So Casey, you spoke to the audience. Yeah. Uh, somebody says they thought it was gelling. Like Magellan. <laughs> like Magellan. Yeah, I'm gelling. My insoles. All right, so the 2019 Victoria's Secret Fashion Show will be unlike any other, but uh, it's to be determined as to what that actually means. In a statement sent to staff. Probably writing, entertaining. Les Wexner, CEO of L Brands, the owner of Victoria's Secret, said the show will leave television and be completely revamped. Uh, Victoria's Secret has helped launch several careers, including those of Heidi Klum, Alessandra Ambrosio, and Bella and Gigi Hadid. Wexner wrote, fashion is a business of change. We must evolve Hmm. and change to grow. Hmm. With that in mind, we have decided to rethink the traditional Victoria's Secret fashion show, Going forward, we don't believe network television is the right fit. It's been bombing in the ratings, so oh, here's the shorthand of it. Yeah. yeah, it's been doing very poorly, and, I, I, you know, I always hear about it after the fact. I forget to watch it, and when you do watch it, it's terrible because you know what they do? They make these uh, models the correspondents. They make oh, them, no. <laughs> and they're horrible at yeah. it. Why do you think you're here? Take a wild guess. Yeah, 2018's show hit a record low in ratings and uh, came under fire after its chief marketing officer said transgender models shouldn't be cast. Uh, the show and the brand has also been criticized for failing to celebrate racial and body dis- diversity. L Brands also shuttered 53 stores after the business reportedly failed to meet expectations. I didn't know that. They're, they're, I mean, you know, everyone who knows the brand, and a lot of people love the brand, and, uh, you know, it's, that's fine. But it is expensive stuff. Even even the basic stuff is very expensive. Uh, while Wexner didn't detail plans, he added that in 2019 and beyond, we're focusing on developing exciting and dynamic content and a new kind of event delivered to our customers on platforms that she's glued to. And in ways that will push the boundaries of fashion in the global wow, that sounds like age. a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think you're right about that. Uh, one last story. I think it's all we have time for. How about this? Uh, in the first trailer for the Judy Garland biopic, Judy, Renee Zellweger stars as the legendary singer and actress. And we see her touching down in London for a series of sold-out concerts at the Talk of the Town nightclub. Wait, she can fly in this movie? No, she's in an airplane. Oh. oh. A stripped-down version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow Plays. Uh, the film follows the star's final days before dying from an accidental overdose at age 47 in 1969. I hope this is good for two reasons. Number one, uh, Renee Zellweger needs a little boost in her career. And she always, does. I've always liked her. She's talented. And number two, the, the Judy Garland story is is just tragic all the way around. And and I'm interested to see uh, how they tell it. They did a great miniseries. I think it's with Judy Davis, I think was the actress's name. I'm, and I'm, I'm probably wrong on that. But she, she did a great job. It is a, it's inspiring, harrowing, tragic 
um, happy. It's it has everything you want in a great drama, and that was her life. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was an event when they showed Wizard of Oz on TV. Oh, yeah. oh my god! I mean, it was an absolute. Like everything stopped, oh, popcorn, yeah. you know, sleeping bags down from the bedroom yeah, in front yeah. of the, the living room TV, an event. So when I found out later on in life, because this is probably in, you know, 1980, right. that she had all these troubles, I was like, that's impossible. Not, no, no, not Dorothy. Not she was having troubles back then. I mean, she was, yeah. when she played Dorothy, she was 51. No, no, she was, <laughs> she was a little bit old. They actually bound her up a little bit because she was developed. And, oh, no and you kidding. know, they wanted to make her look a little bit more like a, a younger girl. But, you know, I mean, she was drug addicted. She was terrified of performing. She used to have to be hypnotized to go out on stage. But if you want to see her at her, her just magnificent best, um, her version of A Star is Born with James Mason is amazing. Uh, but her voice, voice just one of the greatest ever. Are they using Judy Garland? I don't know I don't how know. you could not use Judy Garland's voice yeah. in this case. The way they used Freddie Mercury's actual recordings for... You know, Bohemian Rhapsody. Or maybe they use Freddie, Freddie Mercury's voice in this. It could uh, be interesting. Maybe. that be Wouldn't that be interesting? If, uh, yeah. What the hell's going on here? If he came out and sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow? Uh, actually, he and uh, uh, Liza Minnelli were very, very close. Yes, they were. Believe yeah. it or not. All right, let's do the clips, please. Tolkien uh, recreates the life of the famous young writer as he created what would become the classic novels The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. In this clip, Lily Collins admits that uh, she was already a fangirl. Here we go. The books, when I was in school, were very much a part of the literature of the time. And, of course, when the Peter Jackson movies came out, I would go to the theater and see them. And so to be a part of this story, finally, about the man himself felt quite right in a way. I don't 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 think I want to see it. Uh, Tolkien is in theaters now, by the way. I've been watching Lily Collins in the the Ted Bundy movie on Netflix. What do you think? uh, I've been... uh, Watching it while I exercise, I was sick over the weekend, yeah. so I didn't get to finish watching it. I'm a little over halfway through it. It's okay. Oh it's, man, it's, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's worth watching. Is it? But it's a different story. It doesn't focus on on the crimes per se. It's um, his relationship with her and a lot of that. Do stuff. they create their own fraternity because no one else will accept them? Is that the deal? No, that's no, old school, right? Sorry. Well, how's he? How's he as uh, Ted Bundy? He's Zach good. Efron. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're they're both really good. The story is just um, it's. Uh, I don't know. Okay. No. Um, Let me ask right, you, though, Press, why are, because you use the term, I'm watching it, meaning you haven't finished it yet. Why haven't you finished it yet? Because I'm watching it just when I exercise. Just when, okay. When I'm doing my cardio. Because uh, I'm the same way. I'm, I've turned it on twice so far, and it's just not capturing me. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. I've just, because I'll watch it for 30 minutes at a time. Okay. So it's going to take me, you know, three times to... To finish is it in front of a live audience or is it no? Okay. It is maybe that three helps. camera yeah. in front of a live audience. <laughs> Thing. So, all right. Anyway, I'm gonna go out and kill somebody. Next clip. Here we go. Uh, in the new movie Palms, a uh, woman who moves into a retirement home convinces her new friends to start a cheerleading squad. Here, Diane Keaton describes the struggles that she experienced on the set. We have a choreographer. I of course, needed extra help. But everybody else seemed to be doing quite fine. You know, you start to see your body and the way it moves, and I I would compare my body to uh, the my other lady friends and actresses in the film, and let's just say that my legs have no muscle. Thing sucks! Uh, Palms is in theaters now, by the way. I love Diane Keaton. I do, too. Um, 
That's what I have for you in the entertainment report. Man, do we have a lot going on today. Uh, we have a number of guests who are going to be on the program. We're going to talk to Joan Jett this morning. Uh, MMRBQ is less than a week away. It's this coming Saturday. Joan is one of the headliners. Uh, so she and producer Kenny Laguna, who's also a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, will be joining us today. Uh, we will have Robert Irvine swinging by for a minute or two. He's got the third annual Beats and Eats tonight at the Fillmore. It's sold out. Uh, but we'll spend some time with Robert anyway. Uh, our friend, United States Senator Chris Coons, is in town, so he's going to stop by and say hello. And we just got the Preston Steve coolest teacher voting underway. The first high school chosen today, Marion Mercer Mercy Academy. And if you have a favorite teacher, let us know about it. Text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name, to 39333. You have to do it that way. It's on our website. It's on our social media if you need that information. And also, we have a screening of John Wick Chapter 3, yes. which is tomorrow night at the UA King of Prussia at 7.30. I would like to take five callers and allow you passage into that screening. You need to be there by 7 o'clock, 215-263-WMMR. You said the reviews are raves, right? 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. They're calling it high art. Nice. Yes. Right, well, let's get you on board for that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. A Monday morning in all its glory. Word of the Week prize this week, by the way, six-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Morton with Chester Bennington. The Glorious Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Coolest teacher, high school. First uh, school name that we've chosen is uh, Marion Mercy Academy. So text in the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name, who's been the coolest teacher. But I, di- I didn't know that Seymour Butts was a teacher there. Oh, Seymour right. Butts? Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, wow. my God, Mr. Butts. <laughs> Mr. You, Butts Opus. You remember that movie? You think an adult sent that over? Yes. <laughs> that, that we I have, do. That, that they actually might think that we've never heard... That one what? before, or every every single one of those that <laughs> are Emerson Diggins. Yeah, there's a couple of them out there. Wilma Finger do. Wilma Finger do is a great one. teacher. Well, you know that person is cracking up <laughs> that you read that. All right. Anyhow, uh, so wow, um, last second shot put the Sixers uh, season to an end, uh, and the way that it ended was. Like Casey, like you were saying, like a movie. The the ball bounced four times on the rim before it went in. It was <sighs> torturous, insane, yeah. horrific, and amazing. You can't argue that point. Yeah, just a flood of emotions. Well, so I, I had uh, I had tweeted that it was like the best ending of a of a sports non movie like I had ever seen. And then Adam McKay said uh, on Twitter <sighs> that um, if we would have ended a movie like that where, you know, the ball bounced four times off the rim and then went in for a win. And he goes, that would have been cheesy. It would have been yeah. Yeah. like yeah. a hackneyed oh, ending. Of course. Well, yeah. I was trying to think of movies that do have that moment. I think Hoosiers is like that. I think so. Does yeah. Hoosiers have Hoosiers, I think yeah. Hoosiers bounces around on the rim before it goes in. I want to say that maybe um, Teen, Wolf? Teen Wolf did as well. <laughs> of course, so. yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think of other movies that have that moment that drives you crazy yeah. where it's just, you but know. But that doesn't happen. And then there you go. Yeah. 
Uh, it when it when it went up and bounced off the rim, I I was like, oh, that's going in. In my head, I was like, that's going in. But did, did you ever see? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, by all means. Now I'm trying to think of other movies that have that. There was a movie with uh, Robin Williams and Kurt Russell. It was a football movie. Best of times. Best of times. Uh huh. And he he's going in to, to claim glory and, and redeem himself for this mistake he made as a high school yeah. uh, football player. And the ball and he had dropped the ball at a pivotal moment. And at the end there, not only does he kind of fumble it around, it it goes behind him. Yeah. And it's I hate that. I just drive. It's, it's annoying, but apparently it's real. Uh, apparently yeah. it's real. Uh, so of all the movies and all the different sports movies, basketball lends itself to that, I think, the most with the bounce up and bounce on the rim. Yeah. Football to some extent as well. Hockey, not so much, right? Yeah. Either it's going in or it's How not. did Youngblood end? It, um... I'll tell you exactly how Youngblood ended. It ended with a with a penalty shot. That's it. And he does that little You circle. remember he comes yeah. up and he, he kicks the uh, the puck with his rear skate uh-huh. to get it started. Yep. And uh, and he dekes him out and, and puts That's it in. It. And that was right after he got in a fight and redeemed himself against the uh, you know the main enforcer that yep. had his number all that year. So there have been 145 Game 7s in NBA playoff history. This was the first time that a team lost at a buzzer beater. Yay! Seriously? Good yeah. for us. Yep. This is the first time. What, no. a, what a great stat. Isn't that cool? Oh, man. I mean, it would be a lot cooler if we were the game winning yeah. uh, team, but here's somebody texted in uh, Caddyshack has that moment at the end where the ball sits yes. on the edge of the hole for a long time and the explosions eventually knock that in. Have you ever seen didn't Tiger himself have a shot that was similar that stayed on the rim for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And went in? Yep, absolutely. For a game winner? Or wait, or wait, a... wait, wait, wait. It wasn't a game. Boom. It, it wasn't the, the final putt of the uh, of the outing uh, or of the tournament. But, um, yeah, he's definitely had that before where you wait, 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 and boom, and it fell in. And his was perfect. It was like the Nike logo was right there <laughs> on the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's like they couldn't have created a more perfect commercial. Here, somebody say, a few people are saying this is karma for the double doink. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. This past season. Because that one went our way. Yeah. This, this was the quad. Yeah. And, and it went in. I think in the Mighty Ducks, it, like, hits the crossbar. And it, like, goes really, oh, really? slow-mo, hits the crossbar, and then drops on the ice. All right. A lot of people say Silent. that's the most accurate sports movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think is worse, then? Uh, you know, the, the cheesy game-winning you know, slow motion shot or the one where you think it's going to be a game winner and then they they drop it or they miss. I tend to like, like, I, I do think it's cheesy when it's bunk, 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 you know, and it's uh-huh. uh, so in football, like in um, the longest yard, you yep. know, where the, the, the clock runs out and they're making the run and he's in the air and, you know, getting thrown across a couple of guys and, and makes it into the uh, the end zone. That's I'm OK with that. Sometimes it's like go go in already. I like the winning though. When, I, I yeah. just I don't know. To me, so like it's when Dottie Hinton movie. drops the ball at I, the end I, of League yes, of Their Own, I somebody like wins. I know, but they didn't. Yeah. Um. And uh, the replacements. There's a good one because the guy goes up. It looks like it's going to be out of his reach. He gets it in one hand. Yeah. Yeah. And you think he's going to drop it, and he just puts the other one on top of it. Bang! Got it. That's a good ending when as it, well. Listen, and we we're just suckers for that sort of stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it could have happened in real life, yeah. man. If and it, it would have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It was. Um, it was torturous. And Steve wasn't. Uh, didn't uh, Joel and Beeb wasn't he crying? He was, he was crying. Yes. He was yeah. crying. Yeah. It was legitimate. I mean, they. You know. Um, he composed himself for the press conference afterwards, but when he walked off, like through that tunnel, he had tears. And when his girlfriend came up to him, did you see that? Oh, I didn't yeah, see that. So one. He, no. he broke down again. Yeah. You know what? It bugs me about that is is the picture of him crying is going to be like a meme for a long time. A long you, time yeah, because yeah, you saw 
what they did with Michael Jordan crying and <laughs> this is the audio. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's Brown trying to calm him down. Yeah, yeah. His, his voice does go higher when he cries. <laughs> yeah. But I already, I've seen screenshots of it, and he's like, he's got this face like, Duh. oh no, <laughs> yeah. Listen, well, I think today is okay to do the meme. But you know, you you, you know, it's going to happen. Is it's going to yes to Casey's point? Yeah. It's going to be all over the place. And whenever you lose, it's like when remember the girl, the the, the flute was she playing the flute? Yeah. Oh, Piccolo. Uh, piccolo. piccolo, piccolo, piccolo girl. Right. How, how, how long did that stick around? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Case, it's almost the face. I know. That you it's, made. It's Eddie, Eddie Vedder? <laughs> yeah, the Eddie Vedder face. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and it would be so much better if it was a player on another team. Yeah. And but That's all right. Just, man, that, it was, that had to have been emotional for them. Oh. I couldn't believe it. Are you? I, I could not believe that's how the game ended last would you, night. Would you say he's an ugly crier? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Are you an ugly crier? Probably. No. And I was thinking about this the other day. Like, why? You can't cry in front of people. Like, it's embarrassing. I remember, like, after my father had died, and that's fine, I was in mass, and... During the homily, the priest was saying, and this wasn't at the funeral. This is just a, a regular mass, and and whatever the message he was it was like right. directly associated with what I was going through emotionally. And I started losing it. I yeah. was like, oh my god! And I had to leave my pew because I didn't. Want, I was embarrassed. I was like, why? You know, why is this clown crying? Well, because pew, you're pew. <laughs> your pew. Uh, you're. I, I think it's natural because you're you're out of control. You're. you're this yeah, is, this is, your you're you've been over, you've been overtaken. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't you don't have control over what your body is doing right then and there, and it's it's a little embarrassing. It was if you were to crap yourself, the same thing. You'd it, probably get up and I leave. Crying and crapping are just inches away you in know, the emotional yeah. scale. And no with, longer have control of yourself. I need and a you good crap. Yeah. To see that. But at least with crapping yourself, you can kind of blame the person next to you for the stink. You know, like oh my god, whatever. Person just crap. That'll only go for a few <laughs> seconds until you start to see stainage. Yeah. yeah. When they see the trail yeah. behind you as you're walking away. Well, yeah. you yeah. can't blame crying on someone else. <laughs> generally, it would be diarrhea if you grabbed yourself. Yeah, but anyway, right. speaking of which, I had that this weekend. Oh, oh lovely. Yay. Did you cry? <laughs> uh, no, there were no tears. There was, um, no, there was no liquid left in your eyes, right? Oh, my God. You got this thing that's going around that's just wiping oh. out everyone. I pray to Dear God, I don't get it. I got a lot it. of people are getting it. You've got it going through your house right now, Kath, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Nick Murphy had it. Nick McElwain is not here today. He says he has it. So I don't, you know, I, I was just, it was all day yesterday. And on Mother's Day. Uh, so how's, how did that play at home? I know your wife is incredibly understanding. And when a geyser of diarrhea is blowing out of your butt, it's hard to say yeah. you're making it up. But still. The kids didn't pick up the slack, though. They they need they to didn't? be. didn't? No, they need to be motivated to be reminded about things yeah. like this. And I was just not in the mood to do it, and I just was out of it, and 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 Shell was not happy, and it was it was not a good Mother's Day. Do you have to have a postponed Mother's Day? Then? I think we're going to have to. Yeah, I think we're going to we're going to. I, I, I thought about something. that this morning, but yeah. we're going to have to do something because we missed out on. What's that. your That's what's your rain? What's your poop date for, <laughs> for Mother's Day? Uh, the brown date is. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to <laughs> listen. The pet. The next few weeks are. You know what, Preston? Both solid. Take her to the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Honey, I got this really special date. I got your tickets. Hey, tickets to a concert. Uh-huh. I'm give you all the attention in the world the whole time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, my lovely wife is here. 
Yeah. It was, it was terrible. It was hard. I, would, I just felt miserable all uh, day yesterday. Vomiting as well or no? No, just, just, no. Just an exit, yeah. I was waiting for that to happen, yeah. but it was just uh, headed out the back door. Nick Murphy, it. were you vomiting? He when said you had only, yours, he was. He said the yeah. first day he was he was puking on that, but uh, <sighs> stuff's going around. Uh, and uh, and with the Sixers loss last night, and it's only insult to injury. So, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do though? You know, it's it's life. Diarrhea mm-hmm. and tears. Mm-hmm. It's all part of life. <laughs> isn't that a great? Isn't that a heart song? <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> and tears. Yeah, it was a follow up to Dog and Butterfly. Dog and Butterfly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Diarrhea <laughs> and tears. <laughs> what were you going to say, Case? No, I um I like just don't throw up. In my entire in my entire life. Not counting. Um, You're not going to tell us that in your entire life you've never thrown up. In my entire life, I and I'm not including when you were a baby. No, no, well, well, I don't know. I don't know when I was a baby. So let's just say from five years old until the present day, not including hangover pukes because yeah. I actually never threw up from drinking. Drinking, I, I, wow. I, I threw up from being hungover. Being hungover. Ugh. Not <laughs> counting hangover throw ups. I've only thrown up three times. What? I find that hard to believe. Uh-uh. That is... Do you, keep a, a, you keep a puke journal? You just know. You just know. I mean, so from the That's time, from sickness? Yeah, from the time I started school. Steve, from kindergarten to eighth grade, I missed one day of school. Mm. Kindergarten what? to eighth yeah. grade, one yeah. day of school. Yeah, you had almost perfect attendance. Almost so close, man. I like, wonder if anybody listening has never, I mean, outside of baby, and uh, but to yeah. their knowledge has never thrown up. I would find that hard I think, yeah. to believe. Yeah, at some point, your body has to expel. Or, huh? yeah, so so it, I, I tend to, um, the ones that impact me the most are those, vomiting and, and, and diarrhea. Those are the ones. Oh, I, a, yeah. a regular flu or like, you know... Um, Anything that extracts the electrolytes from your body that just wears you down, yeah. that's what really yeah. does me in. Because you get fatigue on top of it. Incredible I had, fatigue. I had, I had all fatigue all day yesterday. And the day before, I had run a 5K, which yeah. I'm sure I was sick then, too. But Let me ask you something, yeah. and you can be honest. Sure. Had you purchased a Mother's Day gift yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get out of it. No, 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 no. I had, we had we had kids. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, there was that. <laughs> it's all good to go. I just couldn't help out making the meal yeah, and yeah, the whole course. thing that you want to do. Yes, she's not supposed so. to do anything all day. I but. know. Yeah. She ended up doing everything. Yeah. Oh How was the five k? Uh, it was awesome. It was phenomenal. Thank you for asking. Which oddly enough is for IBD research. Here me here's me crapping my brains out yesterday. <laughs> Uh, but it was a, a Mother's Wish uh, 5K, and it would, the weather was absolutely beautiful on Saturday, at least yeah. the early portion. For running, it was yeah. optimum. Yeah, so we had a good 450-some-odd people out there for it. First-time wow. event for them. So Fortunately, it was Saturday. Yes. Yesterday, yesterday was, was oh, terrible. Horrible. And it was a good day, day for staying inside and crapping. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, I went out to uh, Oxford, Pennsylvania on Saturday to um, buy flowers. Uh, from the Amish, like you know, I guess apparently it's it's so much cheaper. A friend of mine lives out there, and okay. or she did. She grew up out there. She lives around here now, uh, and we we traveled out there just to buy flowers. But it was I probably spent half the amount of money that I spent last year buying it from Lowe's and Home Depot. No kidding. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Amish flowers are cheaper. Oh, yep. And right. how much did you spend in gas? Well, th- that's what that's what we were trying to figure out. It was definitely it was definitely worth the hour drive. All right. Do you ever hey. go to uh, Produce Junction? Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, they are—they have pretty good prices. I want to switch gears. I want to go uh, back to these people that are that are calling in about uh, puking. Uh, I'm going to go to Margaret. Hi, Margaret. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Margaret. So, uh, yeah, Casey was saying in his life, other than not remembering the years of being a baby, 
He's only thrown up three times. How about you? Okay, so the last time I threw up was when I was pregnant with my son. Uh, it was an unfortunate visit to Taco Bell at 11 o'clock at night, which <laughs> I will not expand upon. Mm-hmm. But since then, I have never thrown up. How, how many years ago was that? That was, oh my gosh, 1986. 1986. And you know the exact year you last threw up? Well, this when she was pregnant with her son. Yeah, it's nothing. (laughs) Over 30 years. Yes. And he is an avid listener. His name is Mike McGowan. All right. He listens to you guys from Oregon on a podcast every day. That's cool. Mike, how does it feel knowing that you made your mom vomit? Uh. The only time she's vomited in her life. Jeez. That's pretty amazing, Margaret. Consider yourself lucky then, all right? Yes. All right, well, thanks for the call. I, I wonder if there's it. a little special page in the uh, scrapbook for that one. Um, I guess, like, kind of like the movie Unbreakable, you know, if there's people like, No, but if there's people like me yeah. and Margaret who just don't throw up... <laughs> You're then, superheroes. Then you have somebody like Nick who throws up a couple of times a year. As a, He throws up a lot. He does. Yeah. Oh, I, I told you guys my buddy Danny used to puke all the time. Uh, I would take, sometimes I would take my shoes off just to watch him puke. Because <laughs> the smell of the shoes would make him vomit. He was, he had a hair trigger vomit. Uh, was he a contact puker too? If he saw oh, someone yeah. puke, would and he like, puke? Anything. Anything. Anything would make him anything. vomit. And he, hate- and he would also, but he was also, I mean, he, he, he partied to excess as well. Yeah. So when he would puke from, uh, from, like drinking too much or something like that. It's called boot and rally. Right. So he would he would puke and then start oh, drinking he again. He's cleaning right. the system. Oh, it's insane. I I will do everything possible not to puke. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you just can't help it. But like l- last time when I had that food poisoning, yeah. it just kept coming up. And it's like there's, there's nothing, there's you, nothing can do. you can do. There's nothing you can do. Now I will I will uh, sometimes I'm, I'll just say f it. I'm going to massage it along and I'll do the fingers down the the, the throat. Let's let's yeah. get going. Let's get oh, I've done that. Showtime. Yeah, no I'm like Bob. Fossey and all that jazz. If it was Showtime. If it was uh, from too much consumption and the whole spinning thing started yeah. happening, I'm like, let's get this moving. Get and it I'd, over I'd, with. Because, yes, the sooner you get into it, the sooner you're out of I it. I would induce it. Let me get a couple of these texts real quick. Marissa uh, pulled up here. Uh, very similar to Casey that says, last time I threw up was in sixth grade and I'm turning 62. Oh wow. Holy hell. In a couple of months. Someone says, last time I vomited was 1995. Prior to that, I can count three times back to elementary school. That's from Al. Another one says, my 18-year-old son has uh, thrown up once in his life, almost never as a baby as well. Wow. I don't know what happened as a baby, but uh, I've done my fair share of puking. Last time I puked was after our Pringles Bowl. Uh, after the Super Bowl, and I think I helped it out a little bit because I was definitely full of Pringles. And because you were slamming wine and Pringles, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Oh, it was definitely Pringles. it was the Pringles that did it. Yeah, yeah. wow, that was all different colors too. Uh, <laughs> let me go to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Hey, bitches. I'm hey. the one that can't be loud. It's okay. What's up, Michelle? So I'm 48, and the last time I threw up was the weekend that my grandmother was um, having her funeral. I must have been seven. Seven. You were seven wow. years old, She's and that's the only time you remember that. Wow! And were you were you were you sick? Was it something you ate? Did you come down with something? Were you just upset because you were at a funeral? So my mom took me out, and I got a cheesesteak, some chips, and I was just eating like crazy. So I threw up because I had too much in my stomach. Okay, oh. in, your, right. in your tum tum, that can happen. <laughs> so my son, so I'm 48. So my son is 13. And the last time he threw up, he 
projectile vomited probably when he was a year and a half. Okay. That's it. And that was it. And that's it. And he's had one ear infection his whole life. So he's hardly been sick ever. And news well. of that ear infection no. made him throw up. Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate it. <laughs> so that, you, that is kind of like that the, the 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 Bruce Willis character in yeah. Unbreakable. How many times have you ever been sick in your life? Before? I've never. Th- yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm here to tell you, you're a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no diarrhea. You've never had diarrhea. I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? How you guys doing? Good. What's your story, man? Good. Well. Um, the last time I threw up, I was in sixth grade. What year um, was that? Uh, 1960. I'm getting ready to turn 62. So. Oh, okay. Wow. wow. So, like, wow. you were 12 years 60, old, so 50 yeah, like years. 11, like 11. So, yeah, 51 years since I threw up. And okay. what And what was that? Were you? Did you, uh, what, what triggered flu it? or something. Flu? Or something okay. Or was it because all the cool kids were doing it? <laughs> <laughs> Back in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be. I want to fit in. That's that's crazy, Brian. That's Isn't I mean, that ridiculous? yeah, yeah. I Good. tell people that sometimes. Everybody says you got to be kidding me. I'm like, no, man. I, I well, forgot what it's like to throw up. Because of that, do they call you first if there's a dangerous situation? They'll send you in because you don't throw up because they <laughs> they figure you're imbued with these special capabilities. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I, I I don't know. You know, I having had food poisoning twice. Uh, you know, I think my system is more inclined to to go to uh, vomiting. Like yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll if it's if it's a stomach virus, you know, I I can't fight it. I'm gonna I'm going down. Uh, here's Zach says, I wonder how many people uh, may throw up with you talking about throwing up. Right now. <laughs> yeah, because some people are contact vomiters, like my friend Danny. Who, yeah. if you see somebody, I was when I was a kid, I was that way. I remember standing. Standing in line at uh, in, I think it was in like fourth or fifth grade, and some kid just puked all over the floor, and I contact vomited. I it, just I couldn't help it. It was it smelled, and it was just nasty. It's horrible. That's yeah. why in school when they would descend on the because kids tend to be very vomit reactive. Mm-hmm. So when the, the kid would vomit in the hallway. You know, like the squad would come running, like Logan's Run president would come running and spray that stuff down yep. and, and get wood chips, whatever it was, yeah, whatever they had, the like chemicals to cover it yep. because, man, you'd see them fall fast and furiously. Here's some text coming in that says, vomit three since 93. Wow. <laughs> uh, another one says, haven't thrown up since 1970. I was in fifth grade, threw up in school. It jaded me for the rest of my life for any throwing up. Had two kids, uh, nauseous uh, as a dog, but no puking. No one says, I am 55-year-old woman. I had many drunken nights and one child, and I've never puked in my entire life. The hell? That's just, wow. Okay. I guess some people just have. Or maybe was the trauma so pronounced that you forgot it. You yeah. learned something. You've, you've uh, suppressed, suppressed those them. memories. Yeah. But, and I, I wonder, though, if that's any indication. Of on, superheroes? No, of, you know, a strong immune system or, or, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you think you could could be shot in the stomach and it wouldn't do anything? Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Should try it. Make that... Shoot me in the face. <laughs> That's how confident yeah. I am. I don't throw up. Shoot me in the face. Well, you, but you know I... how many times he's reported on Bizarre File stories of uh, people yeah. have done stupid... I I thought I was going to get there uh, this weekend. I had uh, if you're if you're just tuning in, I, I had this whatever this intestinal thing is going around, but it only came out the back end, and uh, I was laid up with it all day yesterday. But the night before Saturday <laughs> Saturday night, I just I did not get a good night's sleep because and I, bizarrely I felt I was telling you guys I felt full. I felt like I had drank a lot of liquid. 
And the the bitch of it was is I kept waking up with cotton mouth, really dry mouth, and I would take little sips of water, but I didn't want to take too much because I already felt really full, and uh, I thought for sure that I was going to vomit, and I did not. I, I hate that feeling. Peed out of my butt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, yeah. that, 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 that dry cotton mouth. I, so one time, one time I woke up with cotton club, and I was an incredible dancer for a little while. <laughs> wow. And then, but it was just it was bizarre. But that yeah. that will you? And then if you drink, you know it's going to make you vomit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a no win situation. So multiple people that this thing is is making the rounds right now. Nick <sighs> Murphy was was out for three days last week. Nick's out today. I was almost out today. I'm, I'm putting on hand sanitizers. Kat, yeah, Kathy's got it going through her house yep. as well. So. Not me, man. I licked Nick's uh, keyboard last week. I said, "Bring it on, <laughs> yeah, wow. bitch." Yeah, but I, and listen, and I was out and about this weekend, shaking hands, taking pictures, doing all kinds of stuff so because I was good at, luck to I everyone. I was at events. I know, and I know I spread it all over the place. And a lot of times, we're only too glad to do it. People come up and have you lick their babies. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's rude yeah. not to. So um, just a heads up on that in case you're are, uh, in case you starting to feel a little peaked. Uh, real quick, I want to do a shard out if you don't mind. Well, it seems appropriate. This won't be me actually, you know, uh, crapping on the mic. Steve has a sound effect. but I, So I you got... did warn us earlier that if you had to bolt out of the studio, that's what that's about. I, I'm. You never yeah. know. I might because it's... <laughs> It, it's one of those where it's like, I think it's gas. And whoop, no, it's not. I fell down the stairs yesterday. Oh, my God. Because one of my kids was in the main floor bathroom. Oh. And I had to run up the steps. And I lost my footing. And I had my laptop with me because I'm like, I'm going to be in there for a while. I'm going to take some entertainment along with me. And I fell and I dropped my laptop and it fell. This is me. <laughs> this is did me. You, did you crap yourself down? No, no, I didn't. But, you know, my family's down in the living room. One of them is in the bathroom. And you, you, you just hear, God damn it. I'm just screaming. This is Mother's Day right, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And my, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> they didn't even say anything. It just grunted. All right, anyhow. All right, we're ready for the shard out. This is a shard out. This is, it says, hi, this is Lieutenant Thomas Gau, G-A-U-S, Gauss, Gauss, uh, from the HSM-46 Grandmasters. My helicopter squadron is deployed overseas with the Lincoln Carrier Strike Group on USS Bainbridge. And I was help, hoping you could give my mom, Mary Gauss, a Mother's Day shout out. We're going to give her a shard out. Yes. She's a huge fan and longtime listener, along with the rest of my family, and I'd really appreciate it. Very respectfully, Lieutenant Thomas Bixby Gow. So we are happy to do that. So here's a shout out for mom, and uh, hopefully uh, all moms had a great Mother's Day. I really hope it went well for you, despite the really lousy weather and and maybe somebody crapping in your house all day long because of the sickness is going around. But maybe that's your Mother's Day tradition, that someone gets diarrhea. I do hope you had a, a good Mother's Day. Let's take a break and uh, come back in a moment or two. I got some bizarre file stories that I collected uh, from the course of the weekend. We have uh, United States Senator Chris Coons from the great state of Delaware who's going to be stopping by. A few other guests on the program today, which I'll tell you about in a little bit, but we'll return shortly. Stay with us. Stephen Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kathy, I was just looking across the console and I saw Preston almost, almost as if Jesus was talking to him silently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this very... 
very consumed look on his face, and I, and I thought, oh, I know what that might be about. Yeah, I had rumbling in the lower end of my uh, yeah. of my bowels, and uh, so if you're just tuning in, I had a horrible case of uh, intestinal issues yesterday. So. The thing that's going around that's yeah. crippling everybody, you and had so it. I felt that rumbling. I'm like, oh, man, the break's just starting. You're kidding me. Am I going to have to leave now? And I'm like, all right, let me try and squeak this out and just see if it's safe. Fortunately, it was safe. So, yeah, it was one of those. One of those little itty, itty bitty ones, but it could have been followed by, yeah, or just a splash. Yeah, yeah, they explode. Listen, um, so anyway, people deal with it on a daily basis. And, that was uh, a close one. Thank God it was no issue for that you. That was a close one. Uh, Casey has an appearance he wants to make. Is that oh, today? Yes. Did you know that today is X-Men Day? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, and I'm um, I'm a little embarrassed uh, that I didn't know that. I love the X-Men. Yes, yeah, so I am uh, going to be celebrating X-Men Day uh, at uh, Brave New World Comics. And, oh, I yeah. love Brave New World. Yes, yeah, so this one is actually at South 2nd Street in Old City. Yeah, there's two locations. The other one, I think, is in Jenkintown. Yes. Um, so no, I, it used to be. Oh, where's it? Uh, well, that's the one I used to go to, and then uh, and then I think George was the guy who owns it. He moved it. I, listen, I'm, I, somebody look it up. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, I believe there are two locations. Yeah. Well, I, I will guarantee you that I'm at the Willow location. Willow Grove is where it is. Okay. All right, I'll be at the location in Old City, though. So it's uh, 55 South 2nd Street in Old City. Nice. Uh, I will be there from 6 to 8 tonight. Uh, there's going to be some local comic book influencers. We're going to have uh, the first 100 people through the door are going to receive an X-Men uh, Day prize pack. There will be 500 exclusive limited edition Dark Phoenix posters. Nice. Uh, there's going to be an X-Men uh, costume contest with a grand prize of a signed Days of Future Past poster. Show up as non-puker. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a trivia contest that is hosted by me. I don't know if I have to come up with the questions. You know what? Just just contact Craig Ladons. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Craig, can you yeah, send me yeah. a whole bunch of trivia questions? Um, they're going to have some Philly soft pretzels with the, that are in the X. Which is what X-Men eat. That's right. Yeah. So... Uh, it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be off the hook, off the chain, tonight, 6 to 8, Brave New Worlds in Old City. You nice. don't want to kick this one to the curb. No way. <laughs> no, it's all that in a bag yeah. of chips. I'll tell you that. That um, would be whack if you kick that to the curb. Uh, no, I used to go to uh, Brave New World in Jenkintown all the time when we worked at DRE. It's great. And they would pull all the, title, all the X-Men titles for me. And oh, I would no have, kidding. Yeah, every, every week I'd have all the brand new comics ready to go. That's when I was really deep into comic books. And I'll tell you this. I've purchased my fair share of figures from Brave New Worlds. Nice. So enjoy, Case. Have a good time. Oh. All right. Uh, we should do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Our B-File this morning is brought to you by Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli. If you want real, uh, a real Philly hoagie, uh, you got to go to a real Philly deli. Deeds and Watson created the Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, your map to the most delicious hoagies in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even tickets to see, uh, tickets to see the birds play uh, just for eating real Philly hoagies. Uh, we will start in Florida with a Florida man, of course. Mm. Uh, he's he's one of the X-Men, I think. Absolutely. Video released by Florida Highway Patrol shows a man driving westbound on Interstate 4 while sitting on top of his sunroof. This is the most insane footage. And he's he's like Kate Winslet in Titanic. You, I, I was having a hard time understanding how he was able to do this. It's explained in the story. Right. Police arrested Leonard Olson, who's 70 years old, by the way, after an off-duty sheriff's deputy recorded video of the man's actions and notified the Florida Highway Patrol. 
While following the driver, the off-duty deputy says the vehicle, driven by Olson, was going more than 100 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. Then suddenly slowed down to 40, and at one point, the off-duty deputy observed the driver stand up and sit on his open sunroof while the vehicle was still traveling on the interstate. So he's sitting, his butt is actually up on the roof of the car. Wow. Did the car have autonomous driving? Nope, but I'll explain. Yeah. Troopers pulled over Olson, asked him about reports of him sitting on top of his sunroof while traveling down the freeway. Olson initially said he didn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Olson then uh, told deputies that he wanted to turn himself in. When asked why, the arrest report claims Olson stated that, quote, my wife treats me like a servant and she's the mistress and I'm tired of this S. Olson then stated that he would rather go to jail than go back home. Damn. So he was taken into custody. Now, troopers say uh, that uh, they then slowed, showed Olson a video of him sitting on top of the sunroof while the vehicle was in motion. The incident report says Olson then admitted that it was him, and he stated that his vehicle was on cruise control at the time. So he must have been steering with his feet. Probably. And he had the cruise control. That's the safe way to do it. Taken over for him. So uh, the, he said the car drives itself and had a gigantic computer in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just asked a computer to drive for me. Olson added, I thought it would be a nice way to praise God for a minute. Uh, or and, to meet him in person. And I thought that it would be nice at the time, and that's what I did. Aww. Yep. He seems like he's got it all together. <laughs> Story of this Florida man. Yep. Florida man. Florida man. Olsen was uh, charged with reckless driving, by the way. Seems like the whole wife thing was just an after the fact. I don't know. A perplexing riddle affecting dozens of families in the Cleveland area has finally been solved, but not before weeks of wreaking havoc on people who, bizarre as it sounds, were unable to open their car and garage doors. In late April, residents of the town of North Olmsted, Ohio, began finding that their wireless car key fobs and garage door openers had simply ceased to function or worked unpredictably when they did work at all. Sometimes it would it would be one of a pair of remote key fobs that wouldn't work while the other one did. At other times, car doors w- could be opened wirelessly when parked in other places, but if the vehicle returned to North Olmsted, the locked doors became inert once more. While dozens of neighbors across multiple nearby streets all reported the same phenomenon, nobody knew what was causing the widespread malfunction. Some suggested it might relate to goings-on at Cleveland Hopkins International Airport or even a uh, technology, a technological hazard related to a NASA research center in the area. Others, including city officials, suggested the malfunction might be related to telecommunications, electricity providers who dispatched their own crews to investigate whether uh, whatever could be jamming the residents' radio transmitters. Now, the culprit, it turns out, was a homemade device invented by a local electronics enthusiast. He designed a specialized gadget to inform him if anybody was upstairs in his house when he was working downstairs in the basement. And it was jamming all those other devices? Yeah, an official said he has a fascination with electronics. Uh, They described the anonymous local inventor as an individual with special needs who had no idea of the harm he was causing in the wider community. Oh, boy. Simply due to the radio frequency his gadget continuously operated on. The way he designed it, it was persistently putting out 350 megahertz signal, and there was no malicious intent of the device. That constant broadcast effectively 
jammed the radio signal for radio devices installed in car doors and garage doors, which frequently operated the 350 megahertz to 433 megahertz radio band. It also allowed him to control Bigfoot, right? Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can't rule that out. The home invented gadget has now been identified and disabled. There will be no further interference generated by it, and the wow. resident has agreed to not make such devices in the future, so it was just a misunderstanding. But All things concerned, that's pretty clever on his part, though. Yeah, everybody was weirded out by it. Yeah. Uh, the Reserve Bank of Australia have introduced Australia's new $50 bill. They, uh, it came out last October. Well, it's been discovered to contain a typo on it. Oh, man. <laughs> One side of the bill depicts Edith Cowan, the first woman to serve in Australia's parliament. It also features microtext from her first ever speech to Western Australian Parliament, which is where the typo comes in. It says, it is with great responsibility to be the only woman here, and I want to emphasize the necessity which exists for other women being here. The word responsibility is spelled incorrectly. Oh, no. The mispronunciation, fortunately, uh, well, it, it occurs uh, three times on the note, and fortunately there's only 46 million bills containing the typo. <laughs> That are in circulation. So that chunk of the speech is contained on the bill, but it's written in, you said, like, microtext? Microtext, but right. it's written three times <laughs> on the note, and, and so each time it is misspelled. 46 million bills contain the typo. It's astonishing. You would figure that that's something like that would be yeah. vetted a little bit better. Yep. A large perfume theft from a beauty supply store led to a chase and the arrest of two female suspects on Tuesday... Uh, two women were in jail, charged with strong-armed robbery, along with other charges for stealing perfume and resisting arrest. Police say the two women walked into the Ulta Beauty store before 11 a.m. Tuesday and stole $3,600 worth of perfume. Jeez. Uh, they cleared out several shelves of high-end perfume. Some clerks tried to stop them but quickly stepped back when they got worried for their own safety. And uh, that's why they're charged with strong-armed robbery. Undercover police later spotted the two uh, driving in a car that had an article of clothing blocking the rear license plate, just as a witness had described the initial calls to police. Uh, the covering was determined to be a pair of panties as the police began to follow the car and sped away. So, yeah. So they actually covered up the license plate with panties. Sure, that'll work. On purpose, and they left them there. So it, it stood out fairly well. Uh, it's illegal to keep panties on your uh, license plate, correct? I believe so. Yeah. It sped away. The, the car unsuccessfully tried to jump some railroad tracks. Oh, for the perfume theft? Yeah, their vehicle was disabled. All four tires were flattened uh, because they tried to drive over the tracks. The suspect did not know that they had uh, turned down a street that dead-ended onto the tracks. And all the stolen property, property was recovered. The two women got out and ran, but were promptly arrested afterwards. So Listen, busted. we're fans of Alta. They have the... Most wonderful bathroom you could possibly imagine. We used it for years yes. at the Camp Out for Hunger when we were at the Metroplex. Yeah, so love Have, you, have you seen, uh, in relationship to this story and stopping uh, vehicles like that, have you seen the OnStar commercials that they run uh, where the, um, the the car gets stolen and the uh, OnStar will remotely shut the car off? No. Yeah, it's it's a big thing that they're pushing. Have you seen those? Yeah, I, in fact, I think I talked about the one commercial because it looks like the kid's about to get hit by a car that's, right. uh, that's in pursuit because it's uh, it was stolen. Right. And then uh, just as the car's about to like run this kid over, they disable the car, shuts off. Yeah, yeah. it's yep. pretty wild. Yep. yep, 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 yep. All right, uh, and that is what I have for you. 
B-file-wise this morning, a reminder that we have started the President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year competition, and the high school that was chosen first off this year is Marion Mercy Academy. So if you go to school there, we want to hear from students. All you have to do is text the word teacher in a space, followed by the teacher's name, to 39333. We will give you roughly 24 hours to do that, and we'll find out who the winner is. And tomorrow morning, we will give them a prize. We've got the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug and a $50 What a Crock Meals gift card to give to them. And, of course, it's all about the thank you. They'll appreciate yes. that more than anything. I mean, we would love to do more, but, um, you know, what we figure a good... Crock pot meal gets it done, right? It does. Dude, yeah. They're delicious. They're yeah. delicious. All right, so get on that teacher, followed by the teacher's name, 239333. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Don't forget, Joan Jett is going to be giving his call this morning in anticipation of her appearance at the MMRBQ this weekend. Another guest, too. We'll be right back. The Preston Steve Show Podcast. 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I get to this uh, email before I forget about it, but uh, we got this uh, emails from a, a guy who emails regularly. Believe it or not, his name is Harry Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry's emailed several times. He says, hey, I'm suffering from an earworm situation. I heard your delightful new jingle for the people at Subaru. Yes. Which, thank you to Shoes. That's Shoes. Uh, the name of our uh, imaging director. He's great. Who put that together, and it was perfect. Uh, but Harry says, uh, it got me to think of your previous jingles that you made for the show from ages past. In particular, the Preston and Steve Know the Show contest jingle. <laughs> Which, by the way, I missed that game. Yeah. yeah I want to do that again sometime. We should. He said, I remember almost every lyric of the song, except for one for Casey. Could you please dust off that chestnut of a ditty soon for old time's sake? Or maybe play the game again. Thank you kindly, Harry Wood. And I tried to do a mental check and remember, and I couldn't remember either. Me neither. I remember Kathy can't go to bed if there's anything left on the floor. floor. Preston eats his own scabs. Uh, But I don't remember. Cub Scouts in the basement or something like that? Yeah, and uh, Nick's feminine. feminine. Yeah. Yeah. But Casey? I couldn't remember either. I don't remember. Do we we have it? it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. What? You guys should get married. (laughs) Call me. Preston as he present Know the Show. WMMR. Kathy can't go to bed at night if there's anything on the floor. And Steve's got a bunch of Cub Scouts buried in the dirt behind his cellar door. Nick's a feminine. Marissa likes getting text messages with naked pictures attached. Casey boy squeezes bus out of his armpits and Preston likes eating his own scabs. And there it is. There All you right. go. There it is. Casey squeezes pus out of his armpit. He used okay. to have a, uh, a pus secreting anomaly yep. under his armpit. Had it taken care of. We, yes. What did they do with that? They just remove it? They put it on his forehead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Watch this. <laughs> Yeah, they like burn it or something like that. I, I mean, I had to go to. That's the medical term. Yeah. Well, <laughs> cauterize it. Cauterize it, yeah. burn it. Yeah. So that and then. But they cut it out, right? They, they cut it out, burn it out, or did whatever to yeah. it. Okay. So it's gone. And then I get like a call. I don't even know. Like two or three weeks later, saying, "Okay, it's it's clear. We did the biopsy." And I'm like, <gasps> "You were doing a biopsy on that thing? I had no clue." Anytime they remove anything from your body, they do. They always yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. So yeah, every time you get a haircut, they do a biopsy on the. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> the oh. medical hair salon. Even By the way, there's nothing they can tell at all from your hair. They do it anyway. Yeah. What's that? No, speaking of haircuts, um, my pen dot thing came in. I can get my license picture like anytime now. 
Oh, okay. So yeah. Casey's been growing his hair out mm-hmm. uh, specifically to get a new uh, license, uh, driver's license photo done. Um, do you know what you want to do yet? I have no clue. Okay. I have no. I had an idea of what I wanted to do, and now I'm kind of getting attached to my long hair. So what I wanted to do required me to shave a, a part of the, the hair off. And now I'm kind of getting a little bit attached to it, so I really don't know what I want to do. Okay. Can you combine? Sorry, can no. you combine all of the pictures that you've taken? Like, do the tooth, do the hair, ooh, the mustache, the mustache. Oh, so somebody showed me their license picture. A friend of mine um, uh, from where I grew up. She knows what I'm planning on. She just had her picture taken, and it's a new license now. Um, and now they go close up. On your face, so do it, they? It, so you don't have the full headshot. So it's well, it's basically almost just your face or whatever. Is and, it? Is that? Is that by now that the new state law or uh, or can could you say can you pull back a little bit? I mean, they're going to have you stand where they're going to have you stand. No, yeah, they, you know they, they, try to keep it uniform. Because I got mine this summer, and it is a close, uh, closer picture case. Is it a white license? Like, is it uh, like that? Everybody, but she is Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> it does say Caucasian, yes. Yeah, yeah. True. Uh, no, like, um, can no. pull out your license so I can see what oh, it looks like. Oh, it's in the other room. Okay, never mind. Um, but, it, like, I think they changed everything. So, kind of, like, it, it changes, like, well, find out approach now. If you can, though, I would like to see you uh, glam rocked out the way Preston looked in his <laughs> earlier oh, yeah, 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 pictures. Because you definitely have one. enough hair to start that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you should take a look at the new ones first and see. You got to scope it out, see yeah, how yeah. the pictures look, and and then decide what you're going to do. Casey, if you were to do the the big, you know, teased out hair glam rock thing, you'd have to do like one big dangly earring on just <laughs> one ear, a feather. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I'm not like... half-assing this one. I'm telling you because the last one, even though it is a little amusing, I'm kind of half-assed it. You could be like Michael from. Um, Stranger Things? No, 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 no Lost no. Boys. Lost Boys, oh. yeah. Oh, my, oh, Michael. Michael. Mikey. When you look back, you, and, and you talk it's about it, people don't believe you when you say it, though. Th- those things, it, trends go away, and then they come back. Mm-hmm. And so that was, and that was just the coolest look during oh. that time, and now you bust. Looking at pictures of the 1970s yes. people with their hair and clothes. Oh, my God. Oh, it might as well be like an 1880 oh. photograph where, you know, where they, everyone has, a, you know, no yes. smiles because it takes a minute and a half oh, to take man. the picture. The 70s, the plaid and the paisley and the, the, the knee-high... St- Athletic socks with the big blue and, you know, stripes and things. Or the super short men's shorts. Oh, my God. I was watching The Love Boat yesterday on MeTV because it's horrible, and I love watching horrible television. And uh, Christopher Knight, Peter Brady. Yeah. His shorts were just a quarter of an inch below sack. Yep. It was, I mean, ridiculously hot. Well, they're shrinking now again. Are they? Yeah. I'm going to avoid that trend. Are they starting to happen, really? Shorts are coming, especially bathing suits are are coming up just a little bit. Because in the the 90s uh, and into the 2000s, below the knee is where your shorts would hang, and it's coming up a little bit. Now it's maybe... Not quite mid-thigh? Not quite mid-thigh. Maybe like three-quarter thigh. I like below the knee. Knee knee range, I think, is is better. I, I... feel too bound up when they're, you know, short shorts. I agree. They're more fitted now. They're, like, less sloppy. Wait a minute. Somebody texted in and said the one dangly earring is having a comeback right now. Is it? Is it? 
I don't know about that. You know that. what? Maybe Stranger Things is bringing this there stuff was... back. It might. <laughs> because you know that the dude who is the, the brother. Uh, yeah. The, the stepbrother, the jerk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is a rocking mullet. And uh, and I don't know if he's got the one earring thing I think or not. he does. It was. So they were selling earrings where one was like a stud and then one was longer. Like the, the pack of earrings didn't match. Really? Yeah. For a little bit. It didn't. I, I don't think it got much traction. Um, but yeah, like some of the award shows, some of the girls were wearing like one dangly earring. You know okay. what you should do? You should turn your old licenses into earrings. Casey, because <laughs> right? got a great idea. Idea. They, they already put a hole in him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And wear it in the picture. Oh my god, mm. that's brilliant. Listen, because I'm open to suggestions. You know they have to eat the, the, however you want to be. That's how they're going to let you be. And yeah. now, if they're going to come in close on your face, you're going to find out whether you can do the hair thing or not. But. Marissa, where are these pictures uh, uh, housed right now? This is on PressAndSteve.com. I'm going to share it on all of our sites. It's, it's Casey's uh, licenses, three of them anyway. <laughs> Did you do any other ones that were funny, Casey, or has it just been the three? Um, I think... There was one more, and, and right, you couldn't find it, I thought. <laughs> there. Well, I think... Man, I, I don't even know. You're trying, i got to do the math here because it had to have been more. It all started accidentally because the background used to be white in these uh, uh, photos, and I wore a white T-shirt, so uh, it looked like I just a had a floating head. head. Okay. And the, the the very very first one was an accidental one. That's my favorite right here. <laughs> this the one, here one with the teased out hair. You the know, Aborigine. My wife did that hair for me. She's the one well. That's why your wife is is just awesome. Yeah. And that's why she's your wife. Yeah. Well, and she's begging me to do this now because she hates my hair right now. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, let us know how that goes. Hey, uh, I saw this. Uh, actually, Steve sent this over to me. It's an article about uh, Mother's Day, which were, you know was yesterday. Uh, but the um, the holidays found her. The, the, the person who founded Mother's Day was their idea in the first place. Yeah, worked so hard to get the world to give moms everywhere a big shout shout out. But uh, before her death, even she had to admit that she has some regrets about starting Mother's Day in the yeah. first place. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so long before her death, uh, Jarvis's mom, Ann Reeves Jarvis, uh, and it was uh, Anna Jarvis, I think, was the uh, was the mother. Uh, but or Ann Reeves Jarvis uh, hoped that someone would uh, dedicate a day to honor mothers when she died in May of 1905. Jarvis set out to do just that. She began uh, campaigning not only for her mom, but for moms everywhere. It started off in her hometown of Grafton, West Virginia. Uh, which takes credit for hosting the first official Mother's Day celebration three years later at Andrews Methodist Episcopal Church. Since then, uh, the church has been dubbed the International Mother's Day Shrine. Mm. In 1914, President Woodrow Wilson signed a bill, rec- uh, excuse me, recognizing Jarvis's Mother's Day. As I a, signed this bill today to whatever. As a national holiday. Okay. Uh, Jarvis was uh, intentional about the name of her holiday. It's Mother's Day, as in uh, one mom. Uh, mother apostrophe s uh the way jarvis put it mother's day is today as is, is a day to honor the best mother who ever lived yours uh but mother's day became way more popular than she expected people today honor any mom like figure in their lives apparently and she didn't they didn't they don't think she would have wanted it so her way. by her original design it would have solely been your mother just your mother not your wife yeah your mother that's she- why it's uh mother apostrophe s and not without the apostrophe. She just didn't like that it became commercialized. Like, that was not the point, she said, of of yes. why she created this. She couldn't, st- couldn't stand the idea of people spending so much money on extravagant flower arrangements, sappy greeting cards, and overly priced chocolates. First, uh, she went after florists, protesting their marketing of the beautiful and ornate carnations. Then, her protest escalated 
uh, to arrest for public disturbances. And she didn't stop there. She went after First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt for using Mother's Day as a way to promote the health and welfare of women and children. Uh, While it was true that Jarvis's mother was a community community health advocate, Jarvis still didn't like the association. I hate it! Yeah. Uh, She died in a sanitarium in 1948, by the way. Yeah. I don't know why she was in a uh, uh, in a sanitarium. Well, so it's, listen, I think a large part of this, understanding what I uh, know about history and this woman, she was upset because she didn't get a piece of all that action. No, really? <laughs> no, no, no. kidding. Uh, she died in 1948. The holiday today uh, that she created today lives on. More people purchase flowers and plants for Mother's Day than any other holiday except Christmas or Hanukkah. Uh, this year alone, Americans will spend $25 billion on the holiday. And isn't Mother's Day the number one day for restaurants as far as, like, even over other holidays, even over Thanksgiving? It's definitely one of them. Well, yeah, the because Thanksgiving is gen- traditionally spent at home. So, right, yeah. right. But now, like, Mother's Day brunch, is, you know, thing. people right? are going out. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I was talking to one of our MM Army girls who is a hostess at a local restaurant in... Um, King Prussian, she said that on Sunday, between graduation and Mother's Day, she had 1,100 reservations. Whoa! People that she had to sit. I had, so I ordered flowers for Rochelle uh, from this place called Gennardi Florist. My friend Jerry owns the uh, owns the, the florist, and uh, his wife, Johanna, delivered the flowers. She comes walking up to the door. She looks like she looked like she needed somebody to euthanize her. Oh, I really? mean, she was like, I've been up since 2 o'clock in the morning. Here's your goddamn flower. Driving yeah. around all day. Wow. And I felt horrible for her. I mean, for some people, that's the day you work and you work hard. Yeah. Uh, as are some other holidays as well, but I felt so bad for her. But it was just one of those days where, mm-hmm. and it was then the weather sucked, you know, so it made it worse. Do you know the second biggest day for restaurants and for flowers? Today, X-Men Day. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's just huge. I don't know but the arrangement so. I got was gorgeous, <laughs> and Rochelle loved it, so I was happy with it. Well, him. that's why the, the the event I did yesterday with Godshall's Turkey Bacon was awesome. It, I mean, it really, yeah. really was great. We had it at the Mummer's Museum, and, and, and you know, breakfast was provided. It was like buffet-style. But I have, in years past, done buffet breakfast with, or brunch, I should say, with my wife and my mom and my kids. And it's like 40 bucks a head. You know what I mean? For, like, pancakes and, you know, maybe a couple of slices of sausage or whatever. And I I think things tend to be overpriced that day. Sure. But, I mean, this is how busy... It was yesterday for dinner. I asked my wife what she wanted, and she's like, I just want a sandwich from this little shop around the corner. So I ordered that, and that place was packed. Yeah. I mean, even, even you know, just uh, regular hoagie places were packed. Yeah, we picked up uh, Chinese food. So my mom wanted just Chinese food dinner and went to a place nearby her, and it was packed. It was a 45-minute wait just for takeout. Man. Did you send your, your mom something? I'm sure you yeah, did, Yeah, right? sent some flowers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My whole day was weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> my mother showed up. Oh, God. Uh-oh. She's been Holy. dead for decades. Yeah. And we're like, sweet mother of mothers. We weren't expecting That's this. my dead mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, no, we, you but, know, we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was great to see her. Yeah, yeah. catching up. I said, I, I remember you was having more skin, but this is still pretty cold. Oh, too. God. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Have we talked Poor about mom. the picture that, uh, have we talked about this on the air yet? No. Oh, that the, picture that I found? The, yeah, yeah. posted up on Instagram? Yeah, it's a picture that I never, so I, I, my mother passed away when I was 20, so I di- really didn't have a lot of pictures of my mother, you know, and um, and so uh, I, there's a picture of her, Preston, when she's, I'm going to guess, l- later 20s? And I'd well, never seen before. I'm looking at it. Where is she in the brown dress? Yeah, yeah from, from the, the left. left over. Oh, she's in the brown dress. Yeah. Wow. The one that looks like Steve with long hair. 
A little, yeah. Or I with see, hair. I see the with face. Hair, yeah, yeah, with yeah. hair. Yeah. And uh, so that's her. And I, you know, I don't ever remember seeing her that young, but it was, uh, it was wild. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, Oh, yeah, awesome. but to, to see that it's weird when you have those connects. So it, so savor your yeah your uh, your uh, your mother obviously on yeah. Mother's Day. Well, and uh, just going back real quick about celebrating, you know, anybody who's like a mother figure in your life. I always give my godmother something, so I give her, you know, a card, a gift card, flowers. She always gets something as well. You're you're one oh. of those people who's actually stayed in touch with your godmother and know who they are and everything. <laughs> yes. Or, okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. I, not my godfather. No. Oh my godmother, okay. yes. Where's Kathy? I never see her. Yes. You don't call. You never call upon me. You never say, let's have coffee or tea. It's nothing. You never take me to a floral and hardy. You know, but they don't, they don't, they don't return in response. All the business you give them, and you know, what are you going to do, right? You can no decoupage, no nothing, no oh, scrapbooking. It never happens. Your godfather is... I'm very upset. I, I mean, I like arts and crafts just like anybody else. Kathy, are you the type of person that will send out birthday cards to a lot of different people in your life? No, I don't do birthday cards. Okay. Because my mother has everybody's birthdays and, and anniversaries. <laughs> like, for instance, I, I know that today is my godmother's anniversary. And I know that because that's my my mom told me the other day. <laughs> but she, um, you know, she still uses a written calendar, has it all written down on the calendar, sends everybody. How annoying. Like, no, no. <laughs> it's, I mean, you got to figure she's got 12 grandchildren. It's amazing. Uh, my, all of her great nieces and nephews, they all get birthday cards. Like, it's, she's so good at that. It's a wonderful thing, Casey. I know that you have that. And, and I, I don't. I, have I it don't. To, to, you have it to some extent. And I know, Preston, you probably feel the same way on this. The, the onus, the, you feel like this too weight much. when you have to do that. And it's, you love these people and, and you just. I think they know that. Yes. Uh, but I if you were to send them a little box of chocolates, I know. I it know. would really seal the deal. It's too much for yeah, me. There's yeah. too much. Uh, I, I just uh, listen. And it, maybe I'm a selfish person. I, I don't know. But I just I have a hard time with that. With, with every, Because it seems like every other week there's another thing. And it's like, man, and I should have known about this two weeks ago and gotten this done. And I didn't. And blah, blah, blah. I'm just not good at it. Well, and also here. Not good at it. Perfect example. You made, you'd made plans. You had things in motion for yesterday. And you were too busy having diarrhea. Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, now that we're saying is happy birthday, Liz. My friend who I went to Italy with. It is her birthday today. And I just remembered. So you didn't send her a card. You just See, it's easier to just say it yeah. on the microphone. Yeah, just say it on the radio. No, I had an idea for an app that you would put somebody's birthday in the app. And then it would back time like you should buy the oh. card today. So here's what uh, I did on my, really? my iPhone on Siri. Uh-huh. I, 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 this year when we were on break, yeah, I went through everybody's birthdays, all anniversaries, all special noted days. And I set reminders for like two weeks before those and said, you know, remind me of so-and-so's birthday. That's very remind thoughtful. Me that, yeah. Well, you know what happened? You got a new phone. Well, no. Mm-hmm. One day. All of them showed up <laughs> as, as brand new reminders on one day. And some kind of malfunction happened. Oh, well. And it couldn't set, you know, you know. okay, September 15th, you set a reminder to buy gifts for blah, blah, blah. And that came up in February. <laughs> and I'm like, well, now I got to go back and redo it all again. Oh, and it just pissed me off and just set me off the whole thing. And well, I'm not even going to try it. You know what I found with the reminders, Jesus. though? It, you might have a, a certain setting on it that if you don't click it, it will continue to remind you. And they do pop up at the same time. Like, it'll, it'll be a cluster of reminders it happened to me and you have to like exit off as if you you got it already i accidentally did a setting on one for get stuff for mother's day kathy 
that that comes up every time I leave the house. Oh. <laughs> it asked if I, it, it asked if it wanted my location. I'm like, sure, it's yes. my phone. I don't care if it knows where I am. And I put the location, and apparently my location is home. And every time I leave the house, yes. beep, get something. So it's, from it's like geocaching. It, 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 it determines where you are and figures yes. it's time to get a Mother's Day gift. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know how, so you, how do you know Rochelle didn't put that in there? <laughs> it's working against me now. Yeah. You know what I do with the birthdays is um, I put it in on the actual day, but I set it to remind me every single year. So, yeah, it'll in, my it, cal- in the calendar sure. though, not reminders. Yeah, but I, I want to do something that lets me know two, three weeks in advance. Hey, go buy stuff mm-hmm. because this is coming up in a few weeks. I got to get on. You know my idea, which I think is pretty simple, and it's actually it, it saves time and it saves money. Leading up to that whatever event it is, start a fight with that person. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't love you. That's a good idea. Unless I was way out of line. Oh my god. <laughs> well, anyhow. Hopefully, Mother's Day was enjoyable for everyone, and uh, just know that the uh, the person who created it hated it and, uh, <laughs> and ended it up in a sanitary and died in a sanitary. <laughs> Uh, Marissa, I understand our guests are arriving, so could you bring in uh, our next guest? And while we are bringing in our next guest, I want to remind you that we have chosen the first school for the coolest teacher of the year. We've started that up again Yes, on the President and Steve Show. We've been doing this for a number of years. It's a lot of fun. We randomly choose a school, and uh, today is the first one. It's Marion Mercy Academy. And so if you attend Mary Mercy Academy, you can uh, text us and let us know which teacher has made an impact over your years there, and specifically this last year as well. But you just text the word teacher uh, and then a space followed by the teacher's name to 39333. We'll give you to tomorrow morning about 5 a.m. is when we wrap it up, and then we'll... Uh, we'll tally up the votes and we'll award it, and then we'll pick another school. I love this, this idea that you had a couple of years ago to start uh, acknowledging and celebrating the teachers and mm-hmm. what they do, and uh, it's it's been a big hit. People yeah. love it. It's also just an indication that the school year is coming to an end. Yes. A lot of people texted in and said that yeah. makes us realize that school's almost over. Yep. So. All right, well, listen, we are going to welcome our next guest. He happens to be swinging by the area and wanted to stop him. We said absolutely. He's a friend of the show. From the great state of Delaware, ladies and gentlemen, United States Senator, Mr. Chris Coe is here. (laughs) Senator, good morning. How you doing? I loved your impersonation of President Wilson signing the mother. (laughs) Oh, you hear my sign? (laughs) Yeah, you know, all the gobbledygook is somebody some lobbyist said, we need this Mother's Day thing, really. Is is your mother, I have to ask, you know, people if their parents are still alive. So how was Mother's Day? Well, my mom died 10 years ago, so. Uh, But is your mother still with us? My mother's very much still with us. Okay. Uh, Did you do anything special? My wife and I celebrated Mother's Day with our three kids. Um, (laughs) Our twin boys are freshmen in college. Wow. wow. We spent the weekend driving out and back to South Bend, Indiana uh, to recoup our son, Jack. Uh, from Notre Dame? Notre Dame, where okay. he's a freshman, having a great year, and then came up here to meet our other son, Mike, who's a freshman at Penn. And we went to Reading Terminal Market, which is where my wife most wanted to have uh, Mother's <laughs> Day lunch with her. Yeah, you we just had a great time. Had cheesesteaks and just nice. nod. pork, and it was good. Well, so if that's, that's what she good. wants, you nod and do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, come on. It was, yeah. awesome. it was great. So, it was good. So she cranked out twins, so she should get whatever she wants. Twins, <laughs> and then less than two years later, a wonderful daughter. So three kids in three years. She is an amazing mom. Wow. She is an amazing mom. But the founder of Mother's Day, as you amply documented, would be protesting outside my house where she's still alive, yeah. saying you were supposed to celebrate your mother not your wife yeah. i think that was her idea but as these right. things you know i think um um it, it got away from her it got so away it's okay yeah, it's so. all good as long as it's done with love and as long as you can uh, you have enough to cover the expenditure of everything you're sending as a gift then you're good to go are, are you pretty good with uh with remembering birthdays anniversaries because not only do you have your family but i mean you've got you yeah. know 
cons- important constituents, constituents. And, and co-workers yep. and things. Yep. Like you that. have a staff to help you with that, though, right? Three schedulers. Three yeah. schedulers, wow. right? I mean, uh, you have to. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And who Absolutely. handles all the Mother's Day stuff? <laughs> <laughs> my older brother's incredibly kind. My mother out to dinner last night. I sent her a card, uh-huh. called her, posted on Facebook, but I need to do more. I know. Do you have a, do you have a, uh, a Senator Chris Coons uh, tchotchke of sorts that is kind of a... The bobblehead. You, the bobblehead. You'll never guess, but the, I, in fact, have a bobblehead. I think you have a copy. <laughs> we have you, it. We have it. You have a copy. It's truly depressing. And I did get up. I got a golf ball one time from you guys golf as well. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know if there were any other items. Uh, uh, cufflinks. Cufflinks, uh, really? Sometimes we give out cufflinks. Sometimes uh, little tchotchkes. I just took a trip to... Uh, Japan, South Korea, China, Taiwan, uh, with a group of senators. And uh, that's one of the interesting moments is the sort of awkwardness when you have a meeting with a senior official from, you know, China or Japan. Like, right. your staff is supposed to have figured out, are we exchanging gifts or not? <laughs> and what's the level? And, you know, every now and then there's a surprise. And the president of so-and-so walks out and says, here is the... And you turn and your staff goes, I, they yeah. said no oh my God, They I said no gift you at could this have birthday party. A major breach of protocol because... It can be awful. And it's... You think think of just how yep. that happens within your family if you have like a Pollyanna thing yep. set up and someone goes way over the limit. So you turn around and you're being handed a exactly. Fabergé egg and you hand them the bobblehead. That's it? Yeah, yeah. So my, my incredible team always... I have a uh, an aide who's always got a bag with like an extra pair of cufflinks <laughs> and extra... Ba- when we're traveling. Good idea. And, you know what? And another thing as well, you, you have to be well informed of uh, of traditions and proper mm. greetings and things like that. Has anything ever gone, the, you know, not, not detrimentally bad, but a little embarrassing? The exact trip I just went on, the last, the last jurisdiction I visited was Taiwan. Yeah. We are celebrating 40 years of recognition U.S.-China. China feels very strongly about the status of Taiwan. And uh, Senator Hassan of New Hampshire was traveling with me. Uh, we got an entire sheet of do's and don'ts. Oh. Do not talk about the nation of Taiwan. It is the jurisdiction of Taiwan. Okay. We do not have an embassy in Taiwan. We have the American Institute in Taiwan. We do not have an ambassador. We have the director of the American Institute. My favorite thing, we went to visit the, oh, we don't have a marine security detachment in our non-embassy. We have a group of very fit young men and women <laughs> wearing, wearing polo shirts and with sidearms, <laughs> none of whom are currently serving as marine. I mean, just, so at is, the bottom of the list with multiple asterisks, Tricks to say, do not say Taiwan rocks. Exactly, do not right. say Taiwan rocks. So, just this last week in the in the uh, in the capital, we had a reception uh, for the guy who is the head of the Taiwan center, who's not their ambassador. <laughs> and one of the senior senators, in one sentence, yeah. literally said everything you're not supposed oh, to no. say. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's such a wealth of stuff to to be aware of, and, yep. and it's legend. History yep. is replete. With Please. stories of misunderstandings and, and, and breaches of protocol. Yep. But I think at a certain point, everyone sort of gives a little latitude back. Especially when you're dealing with, do they? You're, you're giving your raising your eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, right? I mean, when, when cultures this, are so... This particular relationship between China and Taiwan, right. you know, we... 40 years ago, signed the Taiwan Relations Act that kind of sets out where we are. Right. There's this status quo. There's the militarized Taiwan Strait. There, you know, there's... Stuff, anyway, stuff there's to consider. Stuff. And part of my purpose in visiting China was to press them on fentanyl. You know, right. we have a huge opioid crisis in this country, and a lot of the fentanyl that it's is coming from China. killing Americans is coming from China. Yeah. And they listed it as, as an illegal substance uh, just at the beginning of last month. 
And I was there to talk to them about, can you please enforce this? We need to work with you. This is really important. Was it received well? It was received very well. And okay. I promised that I would give them credit for having listed it as illegal. They do not have a illegal drug problem in their country. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? It's you amazing. know, for years and years and years, the, the Soviet Union had no serial killers until it turned out they did have serial did. killers. It's funny about that. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's, it's so. what they decide to a, a cop to. But, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's a horrific thing, obviously. Right. And, and so much comes from there. I had no Huge idea. Amounts. Yeah, Huge amounts. And it comes through Mexico or directly. We've got a lot to do to strengthen uh, the technical means of our post office yeah. to intercept things and stop things. But... Uh, you know, part of this delicate dance of, like, who gives who a gift and who recognizes what country. Oh, there's a video of yeah. me meeting with a person who was the leader of the jurisdiction that I was in at the time. <laughs> you are the best <laughs> jurisdiction leader I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, so Flawless English, too, by the way. The funniest moment, right, it happened right here. The The press comes in, and she's speaking to them in, in Chinese. Uh, and then the second they leave, she turns to me and goes, "Okay, now we can really talk." Wow! <laughs> oh, wow. It, it, honestly, the 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 um, if 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 you can get a command of languages, especially languages that pertain to hotspots around the world, you'll always have a, a, a career uh, because it's because <laughs> because it beca- becomes so important. You know, I mean, you need someone who can. Also knows all the colloquialisms and all that stuff, so you're not giving a bobblehead when it's not bobblehead day in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Back home, the most important thing that happened this week was the merger between Dogfish Head and uh, Boston <laughs> Brewing. And I, I got to tell you, I did not miss, right, while I was paying attention yeah. to China and Taiwan, I did not miss the significant merger. I it's pretty great, big. I had a great conversation with Sam Calagione. Uh, Sam's the, he and Mariah, his wife, are the founders of Dogfish Head, of which we are justifiably very proud in Delaware. Yeah. Uh, and we got on the phone with Jim Cock, who's the founder of, uh, right, on the left there in the photograph, uh, founder of uh, Boston Brewing, which makes Sam Adams, and he said, we will not lay off anyone in Delaware. We will not relocate the brewery. We will only grow in Delaware. And Sam said, Mariah and I intend to stay in Delaware, and Dogfish Head will not change. It nice. Will, will be the same company going forward, but we will have bigger resources with which to grow. I will tell you, I was very anxious, because sometimes a merger like that, an acquisition like that, yeah. means the end of the of the local. So we'll see. I'm yeah. very hopeful. Uh, Sam and Mariah have been great, uh, great community leaders and really engaged and have done great stuff in Delaware. I I don't even drink anymore, and I was happy to hear when I had heard about the uh, the merger, the buyout, whatever you want to call it, that it was Sam Adams, that it wasn't, yep. uh, you know, a bigger – like, mm-hmm. Yeah, any any of them, um, because I just sort of appreciate what Jim has done yep. with his own brand yep. and, uh, and, and Jim's it's wife. It's a better home. Well, Jim's yeah. wife went to her sinus college, so that's Ooh. another reason why <laughs> I'm a big fan. Wow. Hey, uh, speaking of college and, and your kids being away, is there any, um, did they show any interest in what you do in politics uh, down the road for? Yeah, I mean, they, um, look, they grew up with me being a local county elected official. They got dragged to parades when they were little kids. They volunteered to, you know, hand out candy and flags and parades. They came to rallies and stuff. When they were teenagers, you know, we kept them uh, sort of out of the campaigns. I, I'm up for re-election in 2020. Um, I'm hoping they'll come. They have political opinions, um, but that are in some instances different from my own. Okay. And that's great. I mean, they're their own people. They're well, that says a lot about you. Also, knowledge. that you you cultivate you know free free yeah. thinkers that are going to do that, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, would you know if they really started to make a big shift in that direction? Would you would a little bit of you try to dissuade them? 
Um, you know, without getting into too much detail, I, I have one son who's a Democrat and one yeah. son who's a Republican, and yeah. I, I respect that. And uh, my son who's a Republican, we got the invite to the yeah. Trump Christmas party, uh, and um, he said, I want to go. There you go. So my wife kind of looked at me like, uh, <laughs> do I, we have any of those bobbleheads? I said, sure. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I took him to the White House for the Christmas party, and he got to meet a whole bunch of, I think there were only three Democrats who showed up yeah. that year. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you more than anyone can guide them in saying, "Look, here's what you're really going to be getting yourself into if you want to if you want to pursue this." You know the warts and everything. Yeah. You know, well, while well, public service is a wonderful thing, that's what they, you hear with entertainers where they'll say, "Listen, we've we've there's a great reward to be had, but there's also a lot that you have to deal with." And uh, now more than ever, your your life is an open book in so many ways, and that's a that's a that's a part that that's a part that dissuades a lot of people. It's probably some very good people out there who would be excellent at, at these various positions from not even getting into it because. Because they're afraid of how they're going to be, you know, just ripped apart. I mean, they're, they're all three of my my kids are very well informed. They have um, strong opinions. None of them ex- says they want to go be elected, if that's what you mean. Okay. None of them are saying that. But, okay. you know, I mean, they're all going to pursue their own their own lives, their own careers, their own opportunities. They've got some really interesting things they're doing uh, this summer. And uh, we're going to have two out of three of them home most of the summer. Uh, my son, who's at Penn, will be here in Philadelphia much of the summer. He's got a great job with an internet startup. Um, so, cool. if I may suggest something, things. We have one of them start up a bobblehead company. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, cause dramatic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, as far as bobbleheads go, your yours is actually pretty good. Preston's ours are not that good. Preston, I, I, I thought agree. they were pretty good. I think they're pretty good. No, I, you, I'm saying I was happy with mine. You thought you looked like Joey Fatone. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit. I mean, yeah. it's hard to botch bald, yeah, yeah. and they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. the, yeah. the official. Well, you're wearing a hat. Off, but, uh, wearing a cap. Nonetheless. <laughs> what about a Chris Coonskin uh, cap? Chris Coonskin cap. Chris Coonskin cap. Chris Coonskin cap. That's, <laughs> right? That's like Davy Crockett. That's an idea Coons- literally never crossed Coonskin caps are all the rage these sure, days. absolutely. All the cool kids are wearing them. All the fur trappers are wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> Only you make the you make the the the, the top part look like hair. Yeah. Hair, right, right, and then right. The tail comes the out. Comes yes, out. there know, we go. Like you know, sort of the bright red hair I once had. You know, the big. Yeah. You know, the Did you have bright red yeah, hair? Yeah, yeah. Right? I had. There, there was a brief period where I had wow. a red beard and red hair, and I looked like a Viking. Yeah. You must have wow. looked like a lit match. Yeah, I sort of did. Yeah. Have you ever taken this all the way down? You ever shaved the head completely? Nope. You leave a little no, bit. Yeah, there? Corey Corey Gar- Corey Booker keeps saying, you know, you really should do that. Give it a try. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm not persuaded. Are no. you afraid that that it won't come back? Or <laughs> I think some bald, balding guys are afraid of that. That they take it all the way down. Man, all of it might go away for good. Yeah, well, it's know. like that, that classic Seinfeld episode where the guy is bald. He lets his hair go back, and he realizes that he has a bald spot. He goes, "Oh my god!" He's been shaving his head for years, and when he lets yeah. it go back, he realizes he's bald in a spot, and it, it freaks yeah. him out. So. I think you keep it nice and tight, and tight. You, know, you look well put Whoa, together. Yeah. Is this you? Look at the Marissa. Oh, show him on that monitor. Is that yeah. you? Yeah, it's me. Whoa, wow. dude. You had a full head of hair. You yep. look, let me see. You're a yep, stud. Yep, yep, yep. It was bright red. Yeah. Okay. When oh. when would that have been Or taken? strawberry blonde. That's probably 85. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> Strapping young man. <laughs> That's uh, when you released your first folk album. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what are you What are you doing in in uh, Philadelphia today? Anyway, you're just uh, come. Uh, I've got several. To... I'm I'm also I'm doing uh, one other interview. I've got a lunch uh, with a law firm downtown. I'm getting okay. on the train going to Washington. We've got votes this afternoon. Okay, <laughs> all right. And uh, I know you're working on. You introduced uh, legislation to rename Union Station in D.C. Harry yeah. S. Truman. Yes. Okay. Yep. The Republican senator from Missouri, uh, Roy Blunt. Uh, he's been a good partner with me. We're co-chairs of the Law Enforcement Caucus. 
this week is actually Law Enforcement Memorial Week in Washington, and um, you know we don't we don't get a lot of press about the the positive and bipartisan things that happen uh, in the Judiciary Committee. Never last week because it, it, I mean it, the Judiciary it, it, Committee. All anybody knows is you know Lindsey Graham and fighting constantly, and you know the conservative judges and stuff. On a bipartisan basis, we got out two bills last week uh, to help um, law enforcement, both to help fund programs to prevent um, suicide amongst first responders, and then second, to make permanent uh, the Bulletproof Vest program uh, that's been around for 25 years. There were two uh, Delaware Capitol Police officers whose lives were saved uh, by Bulletproof Vests that were partially federally funded uh, when there was a shootout literally at the entrance to our county courthouse. Both sergeants uh, were, were shot in the chest. Yeah. Both, both survived. Wow. Uh, bulletproof vests are expensive. You have to replace them. They have to be anatomically appropriate. You know, now we've got many men and women in law enforcement and uh, you can't wear them for that long. I mean, mm-hmm. they wear out after a decade, literally. Both my brothers, law enforcement, and uh, they and it means a great deal. Yeah. Means, means a great a deal. Yes, they are uncomfortable, um, but they are absolutely life saving. And so, I think this is a terrific program. Uh, we renamed it for Pat Leahy, who's fought for it for years, and uh, that's something I worked on on in previous Congresses as well. Anyway, it's good that we get things out, that we get things done. Yeah. Um, last weekend, I went to the John McCain uh, Institute weekend. It was a great retreat. There were a dozen members, you know, from Sheldon Whitehouse, who's a liberal from Rhode Island, to Dan Sullivan, who's a conservative from Alaska. Cindy and I did a, a panel on uh, immigration and refugees. And Cindy McCain has really come into her own as a uh, as a leader, as a, a voice uh, on issues like human trafficking that she's hugely passionate about. And it was a great weekend. And, I, you know, I wish the average American could see us. Listening to each other, respecting each other, and talking about ways we want to solve real problems. What a what difference that would make. It's what we need. It's what we need. Uh, yes. We need to hear more about the joint effort. It's there. We're just not hearing about it. But in the news cycles, stuff. if it's yeah. bleeding, it's leading. That's it. And that's what you're going to get. you got to fuel 24 hours yeah. of content, yep. and no one wants to hear, well, that was nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, well, it's it's wonderful to see you as always, Senator. Thanks Thank for you. coming by today. Absolutely. And uh, and let's give it up for Mr. Chris yeah. Combs, Senator from Delaware. Uh, we are going to take a break. I saw some muscles out in our green room. Oh, Robert, seafood! No, Robert Irvine <laughs> oh, oh, is here. Oh. Uh, so we'll be back in just a moment. Actually, his event is uh, coming up tonight. We're also going to talk to Joan Jett before we get out of here. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Swinging into town once again for a very big event that's happening. And it is at the Fillmore. It's the third annual Beats and Eats food and music event. And uh, we'll find out more about it. I believe it's sold out, though. So but, what the hell? Well, he's such a great guy. He wanted to come by and say oh, hi. Oh, all right. Anyway, that makes sense. To. Ladies and gentlemen, our celebrity chef buddy, Mr. Robert Irving. Yes. Yes. Hey, listen, Back. before we get started, I want to say congratulations to you guys. Yes. Good job. Oh. I read in the, in the paper. An extension. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's pretty good. I mean, I can listen around the world continually. <laughs> yeah. Do you listen or you're just I making do. that no, up? No, you sure I do. Right, absolutely. All right, okay. I've got a whole radio app on my uh, on my phone here. I've seen you tweet out after we've done things on the show that you like, so that adds See? credence to See? that. Okay. okay. I believe you. Yeah. And you travel more than anybody I know, I think. You are just constantly moving. 345 days 
see you. Yesterday I was in I was in Mescalero, New Mexico. To Me too. Ten thirty last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like whoa! How do you do it? I mean, you know, I, it drives me. I, I'm I get mild anxiety when I have to go to the airport. Make sure I'm there on time. Yeah, and catch yeah. a flight and yes. blah 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 and get the everything. You know, make sure I didn't accidentally leave something in my bag that'll get me in trouble at the TSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Gail. That's Gail. Am I loaded? Gail? loaded? Gail's the same way. She's like last minute. I have to be two hours in advance. Uh, all three, I don't care. But yeah. Gail's last minute and does the same thing. Oh, did I leave? Yeah, whatever. whatever. My yeah. gun in my bag. Like, it um, happens. Well, you, you have people who assist you, correct? Obviously, I, who help I, get you I there. I have a lot of people you who assist to. me. Yeah. My, <laughs> I couldn't live without it. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you'd be in jail by now. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was watching, so I, I mentioned this on the air. The, I think it was on the air. The other day. Have you ever seen the movie um, Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. Yeah. So they're flying to Singapore. And they get in this unbelievable first class suite <laughs> with the. Have you ever flown in something that swanky? Yeah, Turkish Airlines. We did a big USO tour, and uh, and it was around the world. Whatever we, you get a little pod, and and the best bit about it was we landed in Turkey. And we had a, like eight hours layover or something. I can't remember. And everybody got a bed, a shower in a in a room in a club. Oh. In, in, in the airport, in the, in the actual club. So yeah, in, in, the in, in the in the plane, what he's talking about is first class actually has suites like oh, yeah. full blown yeah. rooms. We with call them pods, just so you know. Pods. Steve. I know you haven't yeah. been on one. Yeah, I've never been on one. No, no, no. Okay. I've never been in a. No, pod. I'm always, a big I'm always, bar. A big bar at the back, also. Yeah. I get wow. sedated and they put me next to a Doberman in steering. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> That's how I got. What's the longest <laughs> flight you've ever taken? Oh, twenty something hours. Australia or uh, Japan, Singapore? Have you been to Antarctica? Yeah, I can't remember where it was, but we went to Djibouti. Okay. Um, and then, uh, uh, where was it? Diego Garcia. Yeah, you, oh, sorry. You were on a C-17. Yeah, that was uh, not a pretty. Hours. There was no pot on that. It was a big military <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no pot on that. It was a sleeping bag and a, and a recliner. But obviously, but see, I, I want to piggyback. He, he said, has he ever been to uh, Antarctica before? Well, we just came back from Thule, which is Greenland, which is 700 okay. miles from the North uh, Pole. Yeah. And perpetual darkness, or yeah. mostly darkness. And they have the, you know, the, the vitamin D lights when they wake up in the morning, the yeah. troops. You need them. So literally, not outside. We were given special gear because it's so cold. You get out of, a, uh, out of a place, into a van, to the next place, into a van. You never walk around. It's so, it was like minus 32 degrees. Because exposure happened so quickly. Uh, any plant? Because there are military installations. Well, you it's know. funny. Yeah, well, that's where yeah. we were. We were actually, uh, but in, uh, in Antarctica uh, as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you throw a cup of water up, it freezes. Yeah. The, the cars now have uh, aircraft fuel, so it doesn't freeze. Jeez. I mean, it was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> And it is kind of cool, the extreme areas. What's your favorite place as, a world, as the world-traveling Robert Irvine? What is your, besides obviously here uh, in this very studio, what's your, favorite, what's your favorite place to visit around the world? I don't know. Anywhere the military is. So we've, been, we've been pretty much everywhere there is. But uh, i got to say Djibouti is probably one of the, the most unusual, simply because China has a piece you know, of Djibouti, then we have a base. And and for no apparent reason, when you get on a bus and you go into the airport, there is in the middle of the road with no electricity. There's like you know when those things you go through at the airport. Yeah, it goes beep, but there's no electricity. To it. <laughs> oh my That's god! That's pretty you wild. Have, and you have to pay. You have to pay the folks to let you through it, which is kind of funny because you're on a military bus. Have you ever made? How close have you ever made it to like North Korea? Have you ever been? Well, we were actually we were literally there. Um, Are you on just the before uh, the meeting before the, the famous meeting of the on North the base? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's so, pretty wild. Yeah, it was pretty wild, right? Man. Speaking of world travel, John Stewart. Uh, oh, that's I, right. Yeah. I know that uh, Andrew Zimmerman is going to be at this event tonight. I'd love to meet him sometime. I love that show, The Bizarre Foods. He, he is uh, something special. I was saying last night, actually, to our guys, 
I've done a few shows with Andrew. He's a stand-up guy, but but his knowledge of food from around the world is second to none. Okay. I mean, really, he can pull stuff out of his brain that I've never heard of. He'd probably eat it, too. Yeah, he probably the, would. the crap yeah. he eats, is, yeah. is some of it is just He's disgusting. an amazing guy. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. I think you would get on well with him. He's very intellectual, which puts me out of his league. But, uh, uh, us, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he we, can we, spell. We, we laugh every time you say Djibouti. <laughs> Uh, Joe Booty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, Garces, our buddy Jose, will be uh, in, in attendance. Buddy Velastro, we haven't seen Buddy in a long time, the cake boss. Yes. Uh, so Buddy's he's a very cool guy. Yeah. He is a cool guy. You know, he every time we do something and he comes, which is busy schedule, I mean, he always donates to the foundation, which, uh. is, which is pretty cool. That was a big thing for you, Buddy. Tonight, uh, 10 grand, please. <laughs> Calling him out. Yeah, right now on radio. Right now, <laughs> I know he's listening somewhere. You know, just if you want to piss him off, say so. You do all that stuff with fondant, right? Yeah, because <laughs> that's uh, how do you do those incredible guys? Fondant is what we do. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, there's some of the stuff that they make and all all that stuff. So so with this show and the music and the food and everything is, I mean, are, are you always up front? Are you the you know, no? You know, I did it last year and I was so tired uh, and I'm not good at hosting these things. You know, you need somebody that can keep things flowing. Right. Right. And I like to have a drink. I like to eat. I like to, you know, so that's not a good thing for me. Uh, And this year, I mean, Justin's worked a whole year on this, so. Right. Yeah, I think that the bottom line. Oh, you do speak. There you go. (laughs) Speak, speak. Uh, uh, Robert and I have been to dozens, actually hundreds of charity events. You go to these things, you're sitting around tables with, you know, fillets that taste like sawdust and all that. Right. We wanted to create something different that was a social experience. People go to events all the time, but we have these long, like, banquet Jesus-style tables with family-style Food, so yeah, so the chefs actually bring out the, exactly. the food, which is it's servers, obviously, but we want the, the, the guests to get to see the Zimmers and the Cat Coras and, and the Jose's and Marcy Turner's of the world. It's, it's, it's an experience you don't often get. So it, it's completely sold out tonight? Is there still no, a little? so we actually, this morning, were able to add seats to the oh. back of the room, to eight tables at the back, so we have eight seats for your listeners. Okay. Eight, Use eight. code WMMR, 20% off. Eight left, literally, that's all we got. All right. Oh, wow. Eight yeah. listeners. Yeah. Jump on these. I was there yeah. last year, and literally, these chefs that you're watching on TV are in the back cooking all this food, and then they come out and serve it to you. Yeah, like, it's, it's, you know, and then there's some local chefs, too. I think Val or Marcy. Yeah, yeah we Marcy, have Marcy Jose Garces, Kevin Spraga. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of local sports. Fanglehorn. Not Fanglehorn. <laughs> no, but Kat Cora from Iron Chef America is going to be there as well. So these are these are the people that you watch yeah. on TV, and they're going to be serving you uh, tonight. That's awesome. I didn't know there were any uh, tickets available. Listen again on this. You these things like this are, are meant to be decadent. You mm-hmm. just indulge yourself and have a great time, and it's for a great cause. So it's a win-win all the way around. Yeah, and Robert did actually. So on the music side of the house, three days ago, we were able to get Ryan Cabrera, and this is actually a funny story. If Robert, you want to, so I, I miss. So I did a world tour. First of all, I met Gail when I was doing Dinner Impossible right. with WWE. Miz was on my show. Miz recently did a USO tour with the Chairman of Joint Chiefs, me and Gail. So it's kind of come full circle. He asked me to do his show on USA, right? Miz and Mrs. He has a reality I up, show. I end up going there. Wait till you see this show is ridiculously funny. He blows us some cheese. It's it's really funny. Yeah. But I met I met uh, um, Brian there. Um, I said, hey, you want to come and have some fun? And he's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. So he's going to come over and uh, oh, that's cool. Play, which is pretty cool. The Miz is actually uh, <laughs> we've had him on the show. Yep. Those guys are all. Uh, so good with their fans, and and so uh, and they do a lot like you. They do a lot of charity stuff, yeah. And so it's a good synergy with all you guys. Yeah. We just... had Brian Cabrera in our studio a really long time ago, for, yeah, performing with uh, Michelle Carmen. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, we're looking at pictures of him right now. That's right. Cool, man. He's a good dude. Yeah. That should be nice. Yeah, it was funny. It was. He made me laugh a lot. Casey, did you know the cheese blew up. Oh, you with us, Casey? Congratulations. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you yeah. doing he was doing the rose for you. <laughs> I was going to point out that Robert's in a, in a very much uh, a better mood than last time. Yeah, oh, I, I, you know, you were so grumpy so the last time. Yeah. I just got off a plane like 500 miles, thousand miles. I'm just glad that you're not denying it. Your wife wasn't grumpy. Your wife. My wife's never grumpy. But what Casey's saying. Is that in, yeah. the, in the hallway when you push down that Make a Wish kid? Uh, we thought that, that was. <laughs> that's yeah. where the alarm. I was does. just trying to get in, in the studio faster. <laughs> get out of here! Come I on. probably just come. I see. I think I just come off. I've been in Japan and I did a, a nine-day world tour with not your booty. Device, so I thought you were hungover. <laughs> no, wow. I never get hungover. No, no. I drink tequila. Mm-hmm. There's no hangover with tequila. No, you never get hungover because you're always oh, drunk. Always drunk. Yeah. <laughs> There's that too. No, good tequila. I agree with you. you get, I get tired, but I never get hungover. Mm. See, you got to drink. You got to drink Patron and go. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's exactly what good, I drink. Good, good. Mm-hmm. You know, I just realized I, I have a, a Robert Irvine story. I may not have told you guys this. I was on a I was on a layover in Denver. I forgot where I was coming back from, but I was Djibouti. I was by myself. <laughs> I wasn't from Djibouti. And uh, so uh, I got this idea from Casey. Anytime that there's a layover in an airport, if they have one of those, you know, shiatsu massage places, stop and get a rub for a little bit. Get a massage, relax for a little bit. So I'm getting a massage. The the masseuse or masseur was a guy who was... Doing it. We're talking just blah, 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 this and that. You're so tense. And he, <laughs> <laughs> but wow. he, he, I asked, you know, we, we just started talking to each other, and, and uh, he said that he likes to cook or he wants to be a chef one day. And then he, he starts talking about Robert Irvine. In your uh, massage. And this is kind of creepy right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, and so I, I did the whole thing. Well, I actually know him. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I'm sure he didn't believe me at all. And I was I didn't have any pictures on my phone of Come on, you have a together. ton of pictures on your phone, dude. Don't <laughs> be afraid. <laughs> Here's my Robert Irvine folder. Like, like, was he impressed? Well, yeah, I think I guess so. He probably thought I was yeah. lying about it, but uh, pre- do you have his phone number? Robert's phone number? No. You should do the old class. Well, let me call him right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I get that all the time. Hey, what the hell is this? Yeah. 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 The what the hell are... is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know you. I'm in Djibouti right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> so Steve's going to be talking about Djibouti for the rest of the day. Of course. That's what I know. When I was in uh, college, I was in the Model UN, and Djibouti was our country. Yes. And the only thing I remember about it is that the capital Djibouti is Djibouti. Djibouti. That's all I remember. The Model UN is where everyone is incredibly attractive, right? Yeah. Uh, no, not necessarily, <laughs> but... Uh, most of them uh, were like good students and were actually paying attention and right. go and do these these sessions and stuff like that. I did not belong there. Go figure. <laughs> so, did anybody watch a new season of Restaurant Impossible? Have not yet. No. Oh, you got just it. being honest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll, okay. We'll, as long we'll as you do DVR'd it, it I yes, want you to we, watch the it. DVR. We do. Very yes. different. Very yeah. different. Uh, Very you... different. And it, <clears throat> I know that you're. Um, I remember you telling us about this that that you're going to also spend a little bit of time really. Um, um, I, I guess console, not consoling. That wouldn't be the right uh, terrorizing. The right no, 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 no. I do no. that too. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you can counseling. You can counseling. You're going to counsel them. Get a yes. little more yeah, involved. It's shot, with them. it's shot in a very different way. You know, obviously, technology cameras are, are much better. Yeah. But but there's a lot more story to it now. So there's a lot more of of them creating the menus instead of me just telling them. Right. Are, are you happy um, with the way it's coming so, out? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. We just got another uh, pickup after a first season, a new season. And uh, we've got uh, go a sneak preview to you. We're we're going to go back and see those that we did seven years ago. No, really? Okay. So statistically, so, how many do you? Uh, 
I couldn't give you a number they, right now, but advice? I will send it to you when I find out. Okay. Um, I know there's a lot still open that shocked me. Yeah. Um, because they just done, you know, where are we going to go next? Because um, I, I was always always a fan of the show, but I, there were sometimes you'd finish up, and I'm like, man, he's really set them up, but I don't know if they have the yep. commitment to follow through. Yeah, and and it's funny because those that I thought would do well, yeah. didn't, and those that I thought wouldn't do well did. Wow, wow. So, so uh, you know. Well, the business is, it is so difficult. It yeah. is so hard to find something that sticks and stays. But you have one up the road in Harrisburg. I'd never forget it. Doug and Debbie Crick, uh, what was it called? The, the Dodge City. Dodge City Steakhouse. Yeah. Literally, their best year ever last year. They were one of my first restaurants. No, okay. really? Wow. Yeah. So uh, That's got to make you proud. You know, I, I'm really excited to go back and see the, these folks and see. I talk to Doug right. and Debbie a lot, obviously, yeah. but but I, I want to see where these other folks that I that I don't talk to every week do. Right, right, yeah. It. I mean, it, it um, breaks your heart because, it, you know, a lot of times it's it's these families, and it's their... Flesh and blood. It's their lives. It's their like, lives. It's, yeah. it's absolutely yeah. their lives. Like, they're not just, you know, making food for people, but no. they're they're paying their mortgage with that. Yeah. They're hopefully putting their kids well, through college with that. They usually that. sink everything they have in mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and what it, happened in a new season. I mean, I have a seven... I'll tell you just briefly. I have a 79-year-old African-American on the south side of Chicago... 79 years old, remortgaged the house, didn't tell her 84-year-old husband. Wow. Mm. And they're, you know. Had he had, he had any history with wow. restaurants before? Or was this his this first dive in? This woman is a saint. She's oh. got a, a street named after her. That, yeah. I mean, there's drive-bys in the street by the restaurant. I mean, it was unbelievable. But this woman is a saint. Son wants the restaurant out. But, okay. I mean, okay. he, you know, hmm. just how would you do that at 79 yeah. years old? Yeah. Remortgage a house that is paid for. And not tell your eighty-four-year-old husband. <laughs> yeah, no. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's good advice. Yeah, that's how you keep a marriage going. Yeah, don't you need a signature? Do you need his? Well, you can always forge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see. There's always a forgery somewhere. If you're going back to do uh, Restaurant Impossible, are you going to do back do any Dinner Impossibles again? Well, it's funny. Um, the fans have been asking for it. Um, I'm pitching that we, we kind of do a couple to see how I feel. I'm old now. When I did that show, I remember. I used to be dead for three days. Yeah. You leave everything that you run around. You're crazy. Big George, um, you know, and a buddy of mine, uh, Glenn Bennett, is like, yeah, you're not old. You can do this. You can do this. It's easy for you. It's not easy. Yeah. No, it really is. It starts to suck the life out of you. So how's Djibouti Impossible coming? <laughs> <laughs> We're going in Djibouti. Uh... Yeah, yeah it's, so we'll see. It's a funny word. It just really is, and I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Count Limonier. Yeah. Well, this is cool that uh, that some more seats are available for this event tonight because I was told it was sold out, and that's great. So, Justin, if people want to get a hold of those last eight seats, how do they do it again? Yep. Go to beatsandeats.co. Use code WMMR for 20% off. Eight seats left. And nice. But there's eats. only eight seats. That's it. You added yeah. those seats. It, it, I mean, go there right now. You so beats and eats, yet. it's not and eats, it's the letter and. Letter and. Beats yep. and eats dot co. C-O yep. Okay, and use the code uh, WMMR. So that's tonight at the Fillmore, uh, 7 to 11, and, and a lot of really cool people are going to be there, like we had mentioned, Andrew Zimmerman and uh, Buddy Velastro and Kate Cora and, and our buddy Jose Garces and several other locals and, and uh, Nashville. my buddy Glenn Bennett. <laughs> and you can drink tequila with him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, it all, and here's the coolest thing. It goes to the Robert Irvine Foundation. You can go online. You can see... Uh, what we do with the money, and uh, a lot of it we'll show on video tonight of those that received grants last year. 
um, dogs, and it's pretty cool. No, it'll make, it'll make it's you cool. Cry. You, you do you do so much good work. Did you see a Philly restaurant won the Beard Award uh, here recently? <laughs> yeah. <Is that> about, <laughs> yeah, two of the guys, the Potash twins from L.A., they're yeah. big foodies. They had a show on Bravo Digital. They went there last night. As soon as they landed, they're here for the show. And oh, yeah? They brought leftovers. They brought leftovers. Hey, Robert, you want my leftover? I mean, really? Really? I, I'm like, dude. Yeah. He'll take your leftovers. Uh, I, I don't know, do leftovers. I want to know how they got in because if you go on the uh, like the open table two or whatever, out. yeah, two months, yes. every reservation is booked. Yeah. But it's great. Have. I, I I love that uh, that our city you know gets the attention that it deserves. All yeah. the great restaurants that are here, well know? deserved. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you guys do such a great job of having folks like me and, and chefs on uh, to let the world know what it is, and, and we thank you for what you do every day too. So it's pretty. Cool. Vice versa. Robert, Robert might be opening something just north of the city <gasps> later this year. So we get Stay all the tuned. Oh, here. that was a big drop. Oh, I love uh, it's, that. It's an ice cream place called Djibouti Tutti Fruity. <laughs> hey, you know I'm going to steal that now, right? Djibouti Tutti Fruity? <laughs> wait, wait. Just give us credit. That's brilliant. <laughs> he has had yeah. some coffee this morning. That's uh, what, I, what I do. Yeah, on fire. Right. Uh, by the way, the event tonight benefits the Robert Irvine Foundation. Of course, the focus of that is on giving back to uh, and supporting our military personnel. And that's active, retired, and veterans yes. and first responders and, and all that stuff. So get the tickets. Go tonight. Great to see you, my man. All right. Thanks Be good, everybody. Love you. As always, right. love you too. Robert Irvine and Justin. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Bud Light presents MMRBQ 2019, Saturday, May 18th, BB&T Pavilion. It's time for flip-flops and tank tops, yo. As MMR kicks off your summer concert season, eight killer bands on one stage. Shine down. All you'll ever be is a fading memory of a Joe Jett and the Blackhearts. Plus GA performances from Fozzie, Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sons, and Sarabo. Lawn tickets started just $25 for a full day of rock. MMRBQ 2019. Presented by Bud Light. Brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. And sponsored by Rita's Water Ice and Godshaw's Turkey Bacon. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Right, here comes the B-File. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery. Attention craft beer lovers. Sterling Pig Brewery's second location public house is now open. And it's on Market Street in Westchester. Happy hour every week from 4 to 6 p.m. For more information, visit Sterling Pig. Dot com. All right, uh, a couple of stories run by you. Let's go with this. It was only a matter of time, of course. There's now a porn video of two people having sex in a Tesla while it was driving on autopilot. Of course. Of course. The video, um, in the video, a man driving a Tesla picks up adult actress Taylor Jackson for a Tinder date. Gee. But about 45 seconds into the rendezvous, the pair decide to have sex in the Tesla. The driver manages to keep... <laughs> A hand on the wheel uh, for some of the initial heavy petting and oral, but for much of the three minutes of copulation, the software is in control. The video seems to have been uploaded to Pornhub around the end of April. Within a couple of days, the video caused Tesla to be the number one search on Pornhub. Of course. Tesla states on its autopilot guide that it's currently not a self-driving system and the feature is intended to use with a fully attentive driver. Well, partially attentive. Uh, who has their hands on the wheel and is prepared to take over at any time. So You know this is just the beginning. Oh, yeah. 
And in fact, cars will be marketed in the future on this uh, uh, this possibility. Yeah, probably. Uh, police in Japan said Monday that they had arrested a 78-year-old man on suspicion of abandoning the body of his mother, who was in her 90s at their home. According to police, uh, Katsuyoshi Nabata, who lived alone with his mother, said that his mother died last June. She and died the last June. They just found out. Yeah. Her decayed body was found by Nabata's 47-year-old son on Saturday night when he came to visit his father and grandmother uh, for the Golden Week holidays. Uh, he found his grandmother's corpse on the bed in her first-floor bedroom. And she's just sleeping like a log. And uh, he, no- he notified police. On uh, Sunday, Nabata was located at a hot spring facility and arrested. Oh, I completely forgot. Yeah, he was in the hot spring. He was relaxing. She's been dead for about six months. Uh, local media reported that uh, the uh, he told police that he had continued to collect his mother's pension after she Oh, died. that's yeah. where we One go. Yep. Uh, a man... Uh, Caused a scare in downtown San Diego last week when he allegedly waved what looked like an assault-style rifle out of the window of a hotel room, but the purported weapon turned out to be a bong. Oh, man. An assault bong? Uh, yeah, well, yep. <laughs> Officers were patrolling the trolley line when someone approached and told him, uh, told them that a suspect had brandished an assault-style rifle at them from a third-floor window at the Palms Hotel. Officers uh, cordoned off the area, halted trolley traffic, and went to the room at the residential hotel where the alleged brandishing occurred. They ordered the occupants out of the room and detained a man and a woman. And a search of the premises turned up a gold-colored replica (sighs) firearm that looked like a smaller version of an AR-15 rifle, but was actually a bong that can be used for smoking marijuana. So by design, it's supposed to look like an AR-15? Yes. Ah, that's pretty weird. Uh, The item was found in the refrigerator. Did they pull the roach clip out of it so it wouldn't go off? Uh, The man will be booked on suspicion of exhibiting a replica firearm in a threatening manner. The woman was released. That's crazy. Uh, This was from last week, too. I didn't get a chance to get to it. A British soldier was killed by an elephant during a counter-poaching operation in in Malawi. Matthew Talbot, who was 22, was on patrol when he was charged by the animal. His commanding officer described Guardsman Talbot as a determined and big-hearted man. Talbot was uh, serving in his first operational deployment. The patrol of armed British Army soldiers and African Park Rangers was walking through tall grass up to seven, seven feet high when they disturbed an unseen herd of elephants. Oh, boy. Yeah, one of them uh, charged at the guardsmen, and uh, he died <sighs> soon from his injuries. If only elephants were bigger. No one in the uh, no one else in the <laughs> patrol was hurt. Uh, Operation Corded, the name given to the Army's counter-poaching deployment in Malawi, assists in the training of rangers in a bid to help them crack down on the illegal wildlife trade. One more story, and then we got to wrap it up. Let's go with this. A French man who has spent more than four months floating across the Atlantic Ocean in a giant orange barrel, has arrived at his Caribbean destination. I made it. Jean-Jacques Seven. And it only took four months. Uh, Set off from the Canary Islands off the coast of Africa on December 26, 2018, heading west in a barrel-shaped capsule he had built himself. Seven, who was uh, 71 at the time of his departure, spent the first four months of 2019 in his barrel Traveling at about two miles an hour with no engine and relying entirely on the ocean's current to guide his journey. That's insane. Of course it is. <laughs> he surprised locals as he came ashore on the tiny Dutch Caribbean island of St. Eustatius. I am completely out of my mind. Uh, shortly after midnight last week, bringing a mammoth 2,930-mile journey to a close. He said, everything has an end. Finally, here I am at the end of this adventure. After stepping foot on land for the first time this year... A diving center on St. Eustatius welcomed Savin 
adding on Facebook that he was also given a room at a hotel on the island, which has a population of just over 3,000 people. The multitude of ways he could have died. Easily. Yeah. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Now, on about an event that is coming up this week. A friend is here in the studio to promote the fifth annual Philly Loves Pause event on Wednesday. This is Melissa Levy, everybody. Hi, Melissa. Hello. Nice Thanks. to see you today. <laughs> nice to be here. Thank yeah. you for having me as no always. No problem. So fifth year, so things are going well then. Things are going well. We have a bigger collection of businesses than we've ever had before. Over 100 are participating on Wednesday. All have committed to donate a portion of their proceeds to pause. And businesses ranging from what? You name it. We have over 100 businesses. There are restaurants ranging from coffee shops and ice cream shops to bars and high-end restaurants. We have salons and bike shops and tattoo parlors and, animal, of course, pet yes. supply stores, but a really huge array, so, array of other of a, uh, businesses stores as well. So yeah. you just take a, the list is available, mm-hmm. I assume, on the website? PhillyLovesPaws.org. Okay. There's the whole list, and it's still growing. So yeah. Businesses are still signing on, and they're still welcome to sign on. So really, everything you can think of that you would want to do on Wednesday to shop, to buy gifts, to have a bite to eat, to you know get your bike fixed. That's great. No, <laughs> honestly, it. the, the yeah. more, if you, it's stuff you're probably going to be doing anyway exactly. on Wednesday at, at, in some form or another. Yep. Uh, just go do it at one of these places, yeah, and you're exactly. going to help animals. Pick yep. that day yeah. to go out and you know, and maybe you know, you if you look on, is there an official list of everybody participating? Yep, I it's assume? all on phillylovespaws.org, and there's even a map so that you can kind of chart your course and make a day of it. Go shopping and have some, you know, have a bite to eat along the way, and show some love to these businesses who are supporting us. So. so if you look at the list, you might come up with some things like, oh yeah, I needed to get this done. I needed yeah. to get that done. And then you can just check them all off your list and go do that yep. and the money goes to a cause that you will believe in. Exactly. It's essential too because PAWS is 100% privately funded, we correct? We certainly are. Yep. Every and animal we save depends on dollars that we can raise. So this is a huge help for us. And just explain for people who aren't familiar with PAWS, with what yeah. PAWS does. Yep. What does Paws do? Paws is the largest rescue partner in Philadelphia. We have uh, three locations where we rescue and then adopt out animals that we have saved from city shelters where they're in danger of being put down. Uh, we also provide low-cost veterinary care, spay-neuter, and basic vet care to pet owners who can't afford it otherwise. So we're trying to help people keep their pets, keep them part of their family, and prevent them from entering shelters. And then we're also, of course, trying to reduce the number of animals who are killed in Philadelphia shelters and ultimately Ultimately, we are leading Philadelphia to become a no-kill, a no-kill city, yes. and we are so, so, so close. It's right there. Yep, it's My right wife, there. Claire, and I uh, help and participate yes, a lot with the, the, the pause mission, so yes. yeah, and hopefully that will be a reality. Keep your fingers crossed. It, we're getting yeah. there. Yeah. We're closer every month. All right, yep. and these are broken down in categories, too, so you have shops, retail, <laughs> food and drink, and services, so yep. this should be pretty easy to find. Yep. Uh, something that you might need or want to do. There's something for everybody. And so that's this Wednesday. Yes, indeed. All and day long. So whatever you spend at these businesses, they've committed to donating a portion of that. doesn't cost you anything more. They've committed to donating a portion it's of that back to pause. Very easy. It okay. is. All right. Well, we'll make sure that we <laughs> spread the word about that. Thank you. Phillylovespaws.org. Yes. Is uh, where you want to work or where you want to go and uh, get whatever work you may need to be. Having done. <laughs> That's right. Uh, awesome. Well, keep up the great work, Thank Melissa. Thank you very much. Great to see you. Thank Melissa you. Levy Yay! from Paul. It's on Wednesday. We have to take a break. I'm sorry to keep this so short, Melissa, but we've got uh, Joan Jett who's coming up next. And uh, she is, of course, going to be performing at the MMRBQ on Saturday. Uh, so we'll talk with her and also a uh, longtime uh, collaborator. Uh, we'll be joining her, Kenny Laguna, as well as also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. 
Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This Monday morning with the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, one of the things that we are anticipating, of course, this week is MMRBQ 2019. It's Saturday. Oh, my God. Wow. So awesome. And one of the things we're really excited about is our next guest who's going to be performing live. And uh, a lot of people are mentioning how excited they are to see her on stage. I've seen her a couple times. She's just amazing. Uh, Please welcome the legendary Joan Jett to the show. Good morning, morning, Joan. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Hey, and uh, Kenny Laguna, are you on board as well? I am. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. It's great to have you on, uh, Joan. It's uh, this is our first time talking to you, so I'm uh, I'm honored to uh, to have a chance to speak. You have a you have a long history with the city of Philadelphia and this radio station WMMR, though, don't you? Oh, I sure do. Uh, well, first of all, I was, I was born in your fair city, uh, and uh mmr was an original what we call blackheart station which is one of the first uh, uh stations to play our our music on our label on blackheart records so uh you're one of the original supporters that helped us actually be able to break through and uh have Success and, and Joan. So when you guys were were with 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 the Blackhearts label, that was you were you were pressing your own records and and doing a lot of your own marketing and and still do. so and, and still do. So that was that was an essential part of the whole process for you, correct? Oh yeah, it was it was survival. We because we had nothing, no no other place to go. We'd been turned down by all the majors and the minors. They didn't want anything to do with us, and so. We just didn't know what else to do, but uh, Kenny said, let's print up some records, and we sold them in the back of our car at the gigs after the shows, and so that was, you know, before people even sold merch at gigs. Yeah. You know, it's hard to think back that long when (laughs) when bands didn't sell merch. You know, you went to a show, you saw the show, that was it. So, Kenny, were you 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 the money guy when it started off? Did you fund all this stuff? Well, I didn't have that much money, but (laughs) I did have a little... I, I did have a little college fund for my daughter, who was two months old when Joan started with us, and there was, a, you know, just a couple thousand dollars in there, and there was uh, a fellow from Jane the Americans lent us a couple of thousand dollars, and uh, uh, that's how we started. We didn't really have much money, and then we started started out, we were making like $250 a gig, which isn't much when you have five people to feed. And then we went up to 500 and we started selling out the clubs. And one of the things we did was we sold out clubs with MMR. In the days when uh, drinking age was uh, 18, uh, the club scene was an uh, incubator for uh, rock and roll bands. And it, 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 we were very successful with that. It's a fascinating uh, story, obviously, uh, legendary stuff. I, I just recently watched the, the documentary Bad Reputation, which is sensational. And then, Joan, I also saw you in another uh, documentary. It's a new wave, Dare to be Different, about uh, WLIR and, and Long Island and Dennis right. McNamara and all that stuff. Right, right, right. I mean, and and it's it's that that type of building a rock career the way you did incrementally. And, and Kenny, I know with with your participation as well, uh, the whole beast has changed in the in the way it's done. But um, you know, as you look back on that, do you sometimes ever just look at each other and go, "How the hell did we pull this off?" All the time, yeah. Every single day, and I'll <laughs> tell you that's part of that's part of the the pleasure of it is that you did 
you know, you stuck to your guns and you, you, you know, you did it the way you wanted to do it and you didn't change your, you know, who you were to do that. And it, so it feels very satisfying. And, you know, you know, it could never happen again. You know, certainly, as you guys just mentioned, how the business has completely changed. Mm-hmm. Now, so, you know, the way you go about breaking things today is a completely different mechanism it's 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 very cool though because i think and 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 i'm we're we're thrilled to see it because you you have i I don't know if this is something that you perceive or if it's a little uncomfortable you know you're you're so many people look up to you and you you have this legendary status and then like seeing you get up with the remaining members of of nirvana and and um and rock at the the, you know the the rock and roll hall of fame and yeah and 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 do all that that you're in that place now where where you know you're revered and, and but it's not it's it's not false reverence. You've you've earned everything you've got. Do do you do you bear that well, or does it make you feel a little uncomfortable when people are so um, lavishing attention on you? Hey, well, I don't I don't think that the, the attention is unco- uncomfortable. It's you know putting me. I don't know. I guess yeah, yeah. It's a little uncomfortable because you know you're just like everybody else. Yeah. I, I just got lucky, and the timing was great, and yeah, maybe I've got a little talent too, but. You know, all that, that combination, I didn't do it alone. Yeah. I did it with everybody, with you guys, too. It's, it's, it, it takes more than, you know, you can never say that you did it alone. But sure. But that makes me a, a little, little uncomfortable. Right. You know, okay. I, um, I like to, but I, I'm very proud of it, and I am re- very aware of how, how much people how the, much the music means to them and how, you know, for a lot of people it saves their lives. It, it really gets them through the toughest times and you realize it's not you. It's something about the music that you're just lucky enough to be the, the messenger. You yeah, know, to yeah. Be involved and let it come through you. But uh, I guess people relate to me somehow. I don't know if it's the underdog thing and we all feel like such underdogs so much of the time. It's so tough to struggle through life on any level, you know what I mean? So people like to see uh, uh, underdogs yeah, and, thrive. And, 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 and thrive you have, Joan, because if, if you take a look at when you began back in the 1970s, and here we are in 2019, the past five years specifically have really been a, it feels like a reinvigoration of your music, of, of the awareness, and, and, and things like the Runaways as well. But, I mean, you have... The Nirvana performances, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as Steve has mentioned. Your music keeps popping up in TV shows and films <laughs> all the time. Ready Player One, Stranger Things, Guardians of the Galaxy. Has this part of it been surprising to you that, that this many years later, it's still just that present, you know? You know, I don't, I'm not even sure I ever even fathomed this. This, <laughs> yeah. this part of my life, it's... You know, every day is a is a is a an amazing day, and and I just uh, um thankful I'm part of it. You know, yeah. well, I know it sounds pretty stupid. But, no, it doesn't. It's it sounds it, because and you you talked about the underdog status and all of that, and that's I always. I think I I always like yeah. There's there's Joan at it, and she's doing her deal, and and that always appealed to me that you were just you you love the the music you 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 persisted and Kenny when 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 you guys were you know in in the early days of the Black Hearts and putting the band together I know it was the process of assembling the right the right band and getting the right synergy and the right group of people that would would you know work well with Joan how how meticulous how difficult is a process like that when you're putting a band together um, you know and, and looking for that right mix well. 
you know, we were struggling at the time, and, um, you know, it was a lot of work. But I remember there was one fellow who said to us, enjoy this struggle because this is the best it's going to be. And there was some truth to that, you know, because we did get results. It was like punching at a wall and all of a sudden it gave way. And so there was a lot of joy to that. And, and, and I do feel that the kind of music we were doing, uh, you know, I really believe in it. We, we, we spent a little time hanging out with Chuck Berry. John and I, and we were trying to get him to sign with Blackheart Records, which, of course, I spent about two years working on it, and it just couldn't get past his cynicism. But at the very end of, of a long haul with his cynicism, he admitted to us that, yeah, he loved rock and roll like we do. And there is a thing about real rock and roll. There's rock music and there's rock pop music, but there's the real rock and roll. And... Um, you know, to have been a small part of that was joyful. And, that, you know, that's... Sure, I mean, I and you, your guys, I mean, specifically, I was reading, and I, 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 I'd forgotten this, but, but Joan, you, you did a little bit of work with the Sex Pistols, correct? Yeah, well, after they had broken up. You, yeah, I worked with some of the guys, yeah. I mean, and obviously, so that you, you have, your, you know, the, the, the punk cred, you have the straight-up rock cred, and, and the different artists that you've worked with, from, from uh, you know, from Petty to the Ramones to even Van Halen, you know, across all those, I mean, they're all with under the under the rock banner, but that um, audiences for those various artists would be accepting of you, I think that's got to say a lot to you. Was was there ever any audience you got up in front of when you were working with another artist where you thought, okay, this is a crapshoot as to whether or not they're going to like me? Oh, yeah, there was plenty of times. I mean, now it might seem like people can be accepting, but, you know, uh, several years, I'd say in the, in, in the 80s, uh, mid-80s, we were having success in the States, but uh, we were on the road in uh, Europe, uh, Italy, I believe, and you know, I, now I know what the story is. But right. uh, 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 at the time, um, we were playing op- opening with uh, playing with the Scorpions, and there was another opening act. And um, there were two cities, two shows in one city. We did the show one night. The next night, the opening band wasn't on the bill, and we went out to do the show. And I got destroyed by these this Italian crowd. They worked up loogies. They Ugh. drenched me in spit. Ugh. They were throwing stuff at me. And I was just covered from head to toe and dripping, gross, just like you're thinking, loogies. From head to, and I had no idea why yeah. and what that was about. And, you know, and I found out years later that because the Scorpions got the first band thrown off the bill because they wanted to go to a car show. <laughs> and so they, they blamed me, and they had a female lead singer Whoa. saying that I didn't want to play with another girl on the, on the act. Uh, so that's why they came out. Well, I remember, you, Joan, the 1980s, the, the, the opening act was the lamb for the slaughter, and it usually worked that way. I saw Van Halen, uh, it might have been the Diver Down tour, and... Whoever the opening act was, I never even heard them because the boos were just constantly Ugh. through the whole thing. Yeah. It's certainly a different time now, but you had to, it would drive people right out of the business, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand why people don't want to put up with it. It's certainly in the runaways, we 
took so much verbal abuse, not to, to mention mm-hmm. uh, people throwing stuff at us, but the, the, the verbal abuse is really intense and can be, I think, uh, more destructive, uh, especially people when you're younger, you know, you've got, uh, uh, don't have a strong self-esteem. Yeah. Unless you feel very strong in your confidence and your self-esteem, it's the sort of thing that can really uh, send you over the edge. So, yeah. yeah Jonah's, Jonah's uh, career is so long, I want to point out that Van Halen and Tom Petty and other bands opened for the Runaways. Runaways <laughs> did not open. They opened for the Runaways. Yeah, and it's true. and you know there were there were times when we played in front of techno bills. Yeah. Uh, and for instance, we played one time before we did the Who tour a few years ago. The Who were very close to us, and we, we loved them, and and they loved Joan right from the beginning. We played with the Who, and they had. B-52s on the bill. And the Who crowd didn't like the B-52s. I guess they were too whatever. Yeah. And they they did not last through two songs. So that was that. And we saw that happen. And then later on, we had a wonderful tour with the police. We came back and we did a tour with the police where they had a lot of techno bands like Flock of Seagulls and Talking Heads. And they pummeled us. They were just stuck yeah, in the world. Wow. You know, so, you know, you, you see the different things, because I, I think at one point Sting said he hated rock and roll. So there was, you know, we're, we're there with the big head, I love rock and roll, and there were signs, I hate rock and roll. <laughs> Two di- diametrically opposed uh, positions, but, wow. yeah, I can see where that might be a little difficult. Yeah. Uh, John, I wanted to ask you, because and I forgot about this, I don't even know this is true, but didn't Mattel release a Joan Jet Barbie doll at one point? Yeah, they did. Do you, how many yeah, of those, no, Do you have any? I ha, I think I have one, yeah. I, I mean, don't know, Kenny, do you have one? <laughs> I, I probably have one. I have one of the trucks. The one, uh, I was going to say, the truck, what's the truck? Uh, yeah, famous uh, truck, the, those little cars they make. And, uh, so Hot there's wheels? a big They're truck. They're famous. They're Hot Wheels. A, Hot Wheels. Those must be yeah. worth they it. A, they made a Hot yeah. Wheels. Semi trailer. <laughs> Jeez, Kate, hold on to those because those have to be worth a mint at this point. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's all. Awesome. I thought that was real. Yeah. yeah, that's a Joan Jet Barbie. Now, when you know you've made it when there's a Joan Jet Barbie doll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joan, when you when you play that's the, uh... you know what it is? That's all you got to do. You just got to laugh and, and yeah. go, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yes, Joan, I would is. imagine when when you play these uh, festival shows like the uh, the MMRBQ coming up this weekend that uh, a lot of the of bands will you know maybe have a chance to meet you. Do you get uh, asked to come up and and perform on their sets quite a bit? And if so, when does that happen? If you if you do that, you just have to strike you at the right moment. Yeah, I'm not I'm not bit I'm not a big uh, jammer. I feel very uncomfortable. I'm one of these people who like to be very rehearsed. Yeah, I'm not good with just like walking out on stage. It makes me very nervous. So, I mean, as much as I'd like to, usually I don't get asked a lot, but, you know, the few times I do, it'd be something like with the Foo Fighters, and we'd rehearse ah. things, you know. Uh, sometimes I'd go out and just play with them, but uh, did uh, where I had to play one of their songs or, like, the Nirvana stuff. Right. I mean, I had to, I had to rehearse. You know, I had to go through it. I can't just go out there and just play it without practicing with them. Speaking of uh, Foo Fighters, uh, Dave is well-known, uh, just rock fan altogether. Did he fanboy a little bit on you? 
we fanboy on each other. <laughs> That's awesome. I believe it. I believe it. That's great. Uh, well, listen, we appreciate your guys' time. Like I said, there's a, so much interest and excitement about you playing our show specifically. So we are we are stoked uh, for the set and, of course, the long history here in Philadelphia. And uh, WMMR, it's a perfect fit. So we're excited for it. And, Kenny, thanks uh, for your time and uh, speaking with us this morning as well. We appreciate it. And thank you for all the support. Absolutely. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Joan Jett, Kenny Laguna, thank you guys. Awesome. Hang on. So cool. Yeah, very cool, man. She's uh, sounds fired up and ready to go. I mean, this would be my first Joan Jett show. She's exactly what you want. Yeah. When she performs. Very cool. Nice. All right. So we are going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Asbury Park. Riot Redemption Rock and Roll preparing in theaters. Uh, per, I'm sorry, premiering in theaters in two days. Excuse me. <laughs> I tried to do that quietly. And a $25 Jersey Mike's gift card as well. So this is um, uh, Steve Van Zandt and Southside Johnny and David Sancius and Bruce Springsteen returned to... What is this? I don't even know what this it is. It means <laughs> stuff. Is Bruce, is Bruce going to be at this? It's something. I, I need to know that, okay? So some things I don't realize. Should we until. visit this on the other side of this? Uh, see, Stephen Van Zandt, Southside Johnny Lyon, uh, David Sanchez, and Bruce Springsteen return to the legendary upstage as well as never-before-seen interviews and cinema-exclusive performances. It's a movie that has it's all those guys in it. Movie. It's a movie! But it's also a $25 Jersey Mike gift card. Okay. Oh, my God. Of course it is. So, How could we be so stupid? All right. So, lesson question. It's a movie. Uh, we are going to give... With all that. We are going to ask the, this question. Uh, Robert Irvine is opening a new ice cream shop. What's it going to be called? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Robert Irvine opening a new ice cream shop. What is he going to call it? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Why are you calling him? We're going to do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's most popular flavor of Italian ice is the delicious and fruity mango. You can enjoy mango ice and so many different frozen treats at Rita's. You can't mango wrong. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Black China reportedly pulled a knife on her hairdresser after the two got into a fight at a party on Saturday night. Apparently, Black China owes the hairdresser money and thought she could settle the tab by stabbing her to death. Oh, oh my God. I don't know if you saw this, but Pope Francis receiving a Las Vegas Golden Knights jersey from a fan on Friday. The pontiff burst out laughing after receiving the jersey, noting that he would gladly use it to wipe his ass because he's a Flyers fan. <laughs> so, oh, my God. And finally, 72-year-old Sylvester Stallone proudly posting pictures of his 22-year-old daughter, Sophia, graduating from USC, wrote Stallone, quote, I never thinkered this would happen oh. in like a billion. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. Like a billion. <laughs> All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the question. Robert Irvine is opening a new ice cream shop, and what is it going to be called? Uh, over to the phones, talk Dan. Hi, Dan. You're on the air, sir. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, buddy. Dan, what is going to be the name of Robert Irvine's new ice cream shop? Djibouti Tutti Fruity. You got it. <laughs> Djibouti Tutti Fruity. Hang on, Dan, because we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Asbury Park. Riot Redemption Rock and Roll premiering in theaters for two days only. And it's uh, May 22nd and 29th. 
And $25 Jersey Mike's gift card. See Steve Van Zandt, Southside Johnny, David Sanchez, and Bruce Springsteen return in the legendary upstage. As well as never-before-seen uh, never interviews in cinema exclusive performance. <laughs> tickets and information, visit asburyparkmovietickets.com. Now we can do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by... What was that? <laughs> this is the goofiest old-time radio sound yeah. effect ever. Uh, brought to you by Primo Hoagies, by the way. Details and uh, <laughs> loca- on locations at uh, primohoagies.com. So, let's see. Courtney Love and daughter Frances Bean Cobain, along with band members Dave Grohl, former band members, I should say, uh, Dave Grohl and uh, Chris Novoselic, have joined together for the legal battle against designer Mark Jacobs over Nirvana's image. The hell? Yeah. According to court documents obtained by The Blast, Mark Jacobs is planning on calling all four of them as witnesses in the case. Last year, Nirvana LLC sued Mark Jacobs, accusing the famed designer of ripping off their iconic Nirvana image of a smiley face, which they claim to have trademarked. I thought, yeah, so initially when you discuss this, they don't own the smiley face deal, but the the, the version of it, that yeah, how does it work again? Well, I think it's like a couple X's for eyes. Right, and then, you the know, squiggly it, smile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jacobs defended himself saying that he basically introduced the world to grunge. Oh, really? Oh. He did that? Yeah, the designer claimed since his original grunge collection... Uh, he has referenced the style of many collections. I made that. Uh, he says the smiley face is his work and not Nirvana's and is demanding the lawsuit be tossed. So we will see. I invented music. Speaking of grunge, members of Bush have given a name to their upcoming album. It's called The Mind Plays Tricks on You. Frontman Gavin Rossdale recently said that uh, Bush's new album turned out more aggressive than some of the band's recent efforts. He said, I decided to make a really heavy record. The last record I made was a bit more commercially minded because, for whatever reason, I wanted to do that. No, that didn't work. Uh, But this time, I was inspired by playing so many live shows and all these heavy metal festivals. Uh, And recorded in Los Angeles, it will include a new song called Bullet Holes, which will also be featured in the upcoming film John Wick 3. Uh, Bush We've got Bush. Yep. We've got Bush. (laughs) Uh, Bush will hit the road with live later this spring for what they're calling the Ultimate Tour. Ultimate Tour. Ultimate Tour. I love it. Both bands are celebrating the 25th anniversaries of their respective landmark albums, 16 Stone and Throwing Copper. On Saturday night, Steven Tyler and Marilyn Manson were the special guests of the Hollywood Vampires during their gig at L.A.'s Greek Theater. The touring version of The Vampires features co-founders Joe Perry, Alice Cooper, and actor Johnny Depp, along with supporting musicians Glenn Sobel on drums, Chris Wise on bass, and Buck Johnson on keyboard and vocals. Hey, everybody. It's a good friend, Stephen Tiller. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Tiller joined the band uh, for Tiny Bradshaw's The Train Kept a Rollin', a longtime Aerosmith standard, with Marilyn Manson tackling Alice Cooper's 18. Other highlights performed by the vampire vampires at the gig were covers of The Doors' Break On Through, ACDC's The Jack, David Bowie's Heroes, The Who's Baba O'Reilly, and Pink Floyd's Another Break on the Wall Part 2. 
playing some pretty fun covers. They do. I mean, they're they're definitely straight up rock fans. Yeah. I, I'm curious as how you know. I, I guess is Depp worth a damn? You know, when he he's okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as playing guitar, I don't. I I haven't seen enough of him like trying to play solo or anything like that. But I know that he can play the guitar. So I like the clothes. Uh, so they tagged on the show closing uh, with a closing rendition of Cooper's uh, "Schools Out." So, um, but uh, Stephen Tyler got up Marilyn Manson play with him. Uh, Mick Jagger has reportedly been given a clean bill of health after a month after undergoing heart valve replacement surgery last month in Manhattan. Oh, I'm healthy. According to an unnamed source talking to The Sun, uh, they said Mick is delighted to be back to full health, feels 100% after his op. Uh, he is his normal, normal chipper and positive self. Doctors are really pleased with his progress and we're happy to give him a clean bill of health. His healthy eating has really helped with his recovery. And he's been taking it easy and resting as well as enjoying downtime with his friends and family. The health scare has just reminded him to take keep taking good care of himself. He does. And he eats nothing but Lunchables. That's his, uh, <laughs> I like him. His uh, daughter Jade posted a smiling photo of Mick with daughter Georgia May to her Instagram account on Friday. Last Wednesday, the Rolling Stones front man and drummer Charlie Watts were spotted together at the Oval in Kennington, it says, England, to watch uh, England's cricket match. Against Pakistan, I was watching footage of him of the, uh, well of the Stones on Ed Sullivan. It's re- I, it must be restored footage because it looks spectacular. It's color footage. Mick Jagger looks like he's eleven years old. Was this when they did um, "Let's Spend the Night Together" and change the words to "Let's Spend Some Time Together"? I think that's it. Yeah, oh, it was. I think it, that it, was their first appearance on the show. Really, pretty wild. Wow. All right, and then finally, uh, the autographed prototype copy of the Beatles' Yesterday and Today album cover has sold for a whopping $234,000. The album, which was first owned by John Lennon himself, who in exchange for some Beatles bootlegs, gifted the album to then-fan and future record promo man David Morrell back in 1971. Uh, The auction album featured a back-sleeve drawing by Lennon of a man holding a shovel... Oh, I drew this. Over the years, Morell was able to add both Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr's signature to the album sleeve, uh, marking it the only one in existence signed wow. by three uh, Beatles. So do you know the uh, the origin of that album cover, uh, The um, Yesterday and Today? It was originally what they called the Butcher Shop picture. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of, like, like baby Parts and it was meat, doll parts yeah. and meat. And yeah, they were, they were. Yeah, they were in a. Um, they were all wearing like butchers' jackets, for lack of a better term. And they put the album out, and they pressed thousands of these things. And the backlash, people didn't like it because it looked weird. It was definitely not in sync with the Beatles at the time. It's it was disturbing. It was just kind of an art, arty thing they did. And so they 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 took a lot. Some of them were sold and kept, and they're very rare. Yeah, um, but what they also the record company did was they took the what ended up being the cover for the album and they made it a sticker and they put it on top of all this because they had printed them all up. Yeah, and yeah. They weren't gonna just throw them away, so they put stickers on top <laughs> that had the other cover. If you get your hands on one of those, it's worth a lot of money. I have no doubt. Uh, the CEO and president of Julian's Auction said this was a world record for a Beetle Butcher cover and the third highest price paid for a vinyl in 2015. Julian's 
sold Ringo Starr's number one White Album first. He got the very first copy of the White Album, Ringo. Wow. And that sold for $790,000. Can you imagine? And in January that same year, an acetate copy of My Happiness, the first song that Elvis Presley ever recorded, sold for $300,000. This is the third highest price paid for vinyl. And the market is still developing, he said. So we anticipate in the next five years, this same record could bring in 500000 plus. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And there you go. That's what I have for you in uh, music news. Am I giving these away? Yeah, let's finish those off, Press. All right. This is uh, screening us tomorrow night. I'm giving away the last, last of the passes for John Wick 3. It will be at the UA King of Prussia at 730. You will need to be there by 7 o'clock. Uh, the movie doesn't open until Friday, so we'll get you in advance of that. 215-263-WMMR. Five callers will give you those movie passes. We have one last break to tape before we come back and get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and wrap it up. We'll be back shortly. Here comes the MM Army. Join Marissa Magnata Friday from 4 to 6 at Sprint, 50 Centerton Road in Mount Laurel. Enter to win two grand to put toward a week at the Jersey Shore. Tickets to the sold out Vans Warp Tour and custom MMR and Sprint sunglasses. Try Sprint's LTE Advanced Network now, up to two times faster than before, and the reliability you can count on. Hang with the MM Army and Bud Light Friday from 8 to 10 at Tobola's at Big Heads Richboro. 1034 Second Street Pike for an MMRBQ 2019 ticket read. Win tickets every 10 minutes and enjoy 275 Bud Light bottles and drafts. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. A lot of activity for a Monday morning. A lot of times Mondays are kind of, you know, they kind of stall a little bit. But we had a ton of people come by or call in. Guest-wise on the program, and I guess I ought to say thank you to a few of them sure. for being a part of our program. We started with our friend Chris Coons, United States Senator from the state of Delaware. Just happened to be in the area, and uh, we have a relationship with him. He always comes out to the Camp Out for Hunger and helps to kind of stimulate activity with his constituents, and we appreciate that. Is there is it time for something to be named after the President Steve show in Delaware? I think <laughs> it might be. At this point, I mean, uh, Bob Marley's got something. Yeah, Maybe we have they... a good relationship with uh, the Senator. Change Christiana to Preston Stevia. <laughs> Preston Stevia would be great. Oh Stevia is that uh, sweetener, though. Yeah. Well, I'm sort of but, sweet. But you, <laughs> but you make it one word, yes. Preston Stevia. Yeah. Or something like that. I think I that's totally viable. Or a major highway or something like that. They could yeah. come after us. Absolutely. Or one of the beaches. How about yes. That? What about that oh, building yeah. that Thomas Capano The beach named after yeah. you? That'd be great. But there's a building that Thomas Capano built that's uh, uh, it's just uh, on the side of a highway somewhere that has never been occupied. Uh, you know, because he murdered somebody. Uh, so we can maybe name that building after Still? I'd gladly take a murder's, murderer's building. Is that in Wilmington? I think so, but don't quote me on that. Okay. All right. I won't quote well, you on anything. Just putting the bug in your ear. Yeah. Uh, Robert Irvine. Yay! Came by today, and uh, it was cool because the event that he has tonight, the third annual uh, Beats and Eats, we heard was sold out, but uh, they they snagged another table and made some room for MMR listeners only. And this isn't like a little poker table, a little card table at the end of you know where the kids sit. This is a full table, everything. No, and uh, soup to nuts. Andrew Zimmerman's going to be there, yes. and Buddy Velastro, and Jose Garces, and a lot. Of, I mean, like the and they bring the food out and serve it to you. It's pretty awesome. Man. Yeah. Uh, so that is tonight. So thank you. Uh, we also had uh, Joan Jett on. Yeah. Legendary Joan, Joan Jett and uh, Kenny Laguna. I'll be honest. I didn't think Joan was going to be very talkative. You know, she's been doing this for a long, long, long time, but she loves uh, Philadelphia and loves WMMR. She was very talkative. 
<laughs> when she heard that there's a major building in Delaware named after the show, she yeah. uh, she knew she, she was... loosened up. Yep, absolutely. And uh, thank you to Melissa Levy. He came by for the yeah. annual Philly Loves Paws Day, which is Wednesday. Uh, the 15th, and you can go to uh, phillylovespaws.com, I believe, or .org. We have the information. It's, uh, yeah, philly phillypaws.org. And you can find out who's participating. You can uh, just spend some money that you normally sp- be spending, and a portion of that is going to go to uh, Paws. So, uh, very cool, fun show today. And we have one more thing to do before we get the letter of the day. Uh, one of our interns is leaving. Aww. Not only one of our interns, a calendar girl... <laughs> From years past, what year were you in our calendar, Jasmine? Uh, 2017. 2017? This is Jasmine, and she's yeah. Yeah. She's been an awesome intern. How are you, Jasmine? Good. I'm kind of sad, but I'm happy I don't have to wake up this early anymore. <laughs> I know. You sound a little uh, rough today. Were you up late yeah. last night? Yeah, I was helping my, my mom's in school, so she had a final, so I went to her house and was helping her with schoolwork. So I finished my school last week. Now I'm helping her with hers, and I'm like... <laughs> Now, if your mom doesn't study, do you send her to her room, or what happens? What's the arrangement there? Um, I, that's on her. Yeah, on Yesterday, her. she wasn't doing well, and I was just like, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> 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 Where is she going to school? Um, Rowan. They're just like no online kidding. classes. And, yeah. and, she does like RC, RCGC. What's Which that? is what now? Like rowing. It's like their community college. It's connected. They Like Rowan University bought like... Um, Gloucester County Community College, so mm-hmm. like it's all connected. Oh, and what's she what's she going for? If I may ask, um, I think she's just trying to get like her prerequisites like out of the way for right now. Okay. So something okay. like basic. Well, good for she, her. She had to do an engineering degree in her country, but here, like, it doesn't really add up for anything. All right, gotcha. What country? I'm Chile, South America. That's Chile. where I was. Yeah, that's where I was born. Oh, no kidding! Wow. Okay. Well, you see, all this time we've been we with never you, we did. learned things. <laughs> learned Wow. We eat at Chili's all the time. <laughs> we love that place. Uh, so you're, you're done with school. Graduated? Um, I graduate on Wednesday. Wednesday, Yay. man. And we're uh, Rowan? Or, yeah, Rowan. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Uh, so what kind of degree are you graduating with? Um, journalism. Okay. And what do you want to do with that? Um, eventually, I want my own talk show. Like okay. I want... I'm not sure if I want radio or TV. I've already like dabbled in like television. So that's ultimately what I want, right. but I still want to like build my own brand and Your like brand? my name and like eventually use what I have with my career and then partner it with my degree. Okay. Like a, like a Jane Pauley or like a Wendy Williams. Like a Wendy Williams. Okay. Yeah. Like, you want to be a personality. Yeah, I got like it. A that's TV cool. You want to be jazz. But what I want to add like the journalism and I want people to hear what's going on in the world from me with my personality. Okay. okay. Like, that's what all right. All right. Well, hang in there. Work hard. We know that you can do that because you've worked hard with us, and we appreciate all that helps. So. Yeah, she's got a good name to just be yeah. Jasmine. Jasmine. Yeah, single, solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Today on Jasmine, yeah. Carrot Top visits the set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Steve could be your voice guy. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's up. Uh, have you enjoyed it here? Yeah, other I Other than have. the early morning thing, you know? Other, yeah, other yeah. than the early morning thing, I think this is probably the, the best internship. Like, I go to school and we talk about other people's internships and they don't really get to do anything. And I feel like we are so hands-on that it you get the best type of experience rather than, like, interning at a place and just, like, fetching errands and yeah. not really being able to, like, learn. I remember in the beginning I was like, oh, my God, we have to do so much work back there. <laughs> and then... Eventually, now it's like second nature because, cool. like, you learned it in school, but you didn't get to practice it as much. Yeah. So, you, good program. you actually yeah. applied here. That's mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Well, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. That's excellent. 
Um, so uh, good luck with everything, and you're always a member of the family, so we hope we can help you out sometime. Okay, good. Awesome. Great. <laughs> I'll definitely be back to visit because I like all of the events that you guys do. I talk about it all the time. Like, we have to send logs into, like, my teacher to let yeah. them know like what we do here and i'm like today i did <laughs> <laughs> what uh what's been one of the really fun events that you love uh, i love the, the camp out for hunger okay. that was like so much fun i kept going to the stores that was like cool <laughs> we're like get this get this and hoodies yeah and i was like okay and then like we had to do the signs for um tom hanks yeah. we were, like outside and like we were like trying to think of clever things i'm like i haven't really seen that many movies like his older ones so i'm like how do i know his catchphrases that's funny well you did the research and that that yep. clearly worked yeah. we did that yeah, <laughs> yeah tom right? yeah exactly. he immediately called in well we love you thank you good luck with everything okay All right, thank you guys for everything you too bet. jasmine yeah jasmine uh, all right. Uh, we need to do the letter today. Case, you're going to do that, right? I'm going to do it. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. M as in Mopey Monday. Mopey. <laughs> all right. So, you're going to need five altogether. So, that's number one. By the time we get to the fifth one on Friday, we'll give away the six-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ. Presented by Bud Light this Saturday. BB&T Pavilion. We're shining down Evanescence, The Stretch, Joan Jett, Fozzie, The Glorious Sons, Bad Wolves, and Sorabo. Uh Tickets are on sale now. You can get them at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And also Armor, Metals, and Recycling. For all your metal and computer recycling needs. Case, you're out and about today, man. Yes, today is X-Men Day, and we are celebrating at Brave New World Comics. It's in uh, on 2nd Sa- uh, Street in uh, Old City, Philadelphia. Great place. I will be there from like 6 to 8 tonight. First 100 people through the door get an X-Men Day prize pack. There's going to be 500 exclusive posters, all sorts of prizes to give away with trivia. So... Please come out and join me at Brave New World, 6 to 8 tonight in Old City. Awesome. Tomorrow on our program, uh, David Tell is checking in. Yeah. One of our favorite people. And we have a tattoo Tuesday, your chance to win uh, a free tattoo from the President of Steve Show. Yes, Marissa. just want to give a really big thank you to uh, Connor back there in our uh, production studio. When we're down a man here in the air, he really steps up back there. So thank, thank you, you Connor. Connor. Awesome. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, Piers. And next, we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Yes, I'll have another beer. And why the hell are you f-ing people looking at me like I need to do something for you? It's f-ing Mother's Day. Figure it out, people. Next message. Thank you to MMR for the Mummers Museum Mother's Day breakfast yesterday with Godshaw. We had a great time. Lots of food, lots of fun. Thanks. Next message. Hey, uh, weather. I need you to stop Waiting on Sundays for sake. I want my Sundays back. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs>